Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 360. Hopefully you guys have had a great Tuesday. I know I did. I'm actually getting shit done. Fucking stoked to proudly report I'm actually getting shit fucking caught up. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome to the show. I've got a fun guest tonight. I know you guys have seen this guest uh, around the chats, most definitely, and I'm Looking forward to getting to meet him. Looking forward to meeting him firsthand. Hacho Grown. It's a pleasure to meet you. you tell us how you're doing and where we can find you, my friend. Hey, man, I'm doing all right. Honestly, it's been kind of like a rough week and stuff, but I'm getting over it. Uh, you can find me at huncho.grown on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me at. So, uh, Hopefully you've gotten something to smoke on tonight. Uh, what are you bringing to the table tonight? Oh yeah, I'm smoking on something right now. I got this bong load packed right now. This is a what is it? Orange creamsicle by uh, Glasshouse Farms. And then my friend also dropped off some Sunset Sherbet that I'll be smoking on too. And I got a little bit of wax all the way over here. I might top some bowls, but I actually broke my banger, so I can't take any dabs. But I can top the bowls still. Yeah, it's always sucks. I can definitely feel your pain about breaking, breaking the glass there. It's one of the things I was said very hesitant about coming into the dab world because I knew I knew my history with glass, and in the short year, fuck, it's only been not even six months since I you know, half the show. I didn't even start fucking dabbing. It was just like once I was more smoking, then I started dabbing. Then two rigs so far, two rigs. And a couple of bangers already. It's like, oh, now I know why. <laughs> Man, I've gone through so many rigs and so many bangers. It's not even funny, dude. But, I mean, with the Chinese bangers, because that's normally what I buy. I buy, like, the cheap $15 Chinese glass bangers. But those are, like, literally hit and miss. Sometimes you'll buy one and they'll last forever. But sometimes you'll buy one and it'll crap out on you real quick just from heating it up or something, you know? It's like a 50-50 shot, whether you get a good one or a bad one, depending on how they made it that day. I have to agree with that 100% because I, I'm one there right there to you. Yeah, I broke, I break it so up, break glass so much, man. It's hard for me to really dedicate that good money to, you know, a great piece. I think, to be honest with you, I don't even know if you can see it because of the background. It barely. This guy here is probably the most expensive piece that I've out of pocket. I out of pocketed that one, you know what I mean? And that was 100 bucks. And I think I only went that extra because I had like a $25 credit. And I was like, eh, yep. 75 out of pocket, maybe. All right. Yeah, man, same here. My budget's about like I'll spend 150 175 tops on a piece of glass, but that's about it. Like I try to buy American-made glass, but the main thing I look for is like thick glass that's not going to break if you hit it on something or something like that, you know. The thicker the piece, the better, I think. I need to get a fucking piece out of whatever they make this coffee cup out of, man. I just got one of these coffee cups, man. This thing took a fucking well, a good 28-inch drop from the fucking table the other day. Bounced and almost went right back in my hand and fucking didn't break. I was like, man. Dude, I awesome seen that. I was watching. Piece out of that, something like that. 
I was watching, I think it was the wormhole that happened in, but I was watching it and I completely heard it. I was like, uh-oh, he knocked over his rig and broke something again. You're like, nope, I knocked over the coffee cup, but it's still good. <laughs> That's for sure an endorsement for that guy right there, man. There it is right there. And I still need one of those koozies, bro. You got to get me an Eagle Gardens koozie. We'll do that. Actually, things work. It's a, it's nice how things work out somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been one to uh, barter, if you will. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm I have I've always been a builder. I have a lot of off cannabis trades and whatnot. But I've been back. I've been putting the bags back on, knocking out some side jobs just to push things along a little bit. And uh, fucking, I was in making, getting some t-shirts and the cups made. And I noticed he had a foundation out there. You know what I mean? Had some shit he was fixing to expand. And I threw out, you know, the olive branch there. So we've got it down to where I think we're going to do some trading for all the merchandise that I I want or need. So (laughs) I mean, he he was already trying to. He was already trying to send me out that day because I come in. I was wanting to get some more cups and shit. He, mm-hmm. he's, we make the deal, and I'm like, okay, I want X amount of these, X amount of those. And he's like, is that it? Is that it? And I'm like, hey, man, don't In time, man, in time. Hell uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Speaking of, like, the whole construction strapping on the bags, like, today I was just working on cars again. Like, I've always been into cars, racing cars, fixing cars. But today I was just doing the brakes, like, on my daily driver and the coil packs and stuff. But when you said strap on the bags, it reminds me, because, like, a little while ago I was working for this Mexican dude. He, like, doesn't speak really any English. And I'm, like, in an area that's 90% Spanish. That's how I get the name Huncho, because my name is Hunter, but it's hard for them to say Hunter. So they'll just say, oh, what's up, Huncho? Like, oh, what's up, man? But uh, so this guy, he'll like buy me breakfast. He'll pay for my lunch. He pays me for the day at work. But we go to this house like here in California. It's kind of ran by like the Asians, right? The whole weed growing stuff. People don't really talk about it much. It's kind of like a cartel. I'm pretty sure it's like the Vietnamese or the Cambodian. But I don't want to speak on that too much. But anyways, so I'm helping this guy. I'm a painter, right? So I'm painting houses, interior and exterior paint. I also do like flooring. I've helped him do roofing and stuff like that before. But mostly I'm just a painter. But he's like, hey, if you come help me on this job, this uh, Iranian guy that's giving us the work, he said you could uh, come and he has a bunch of weed in the, the dumpster, right? So you can go scavenge through the dumpster and grab all the weed you want, but you just got to help me do the job. So I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, dude, I'll come help you paint this. We'll get this done. So I get the painting done real quick on the interior of the house. And then I'm out there like the whole rest of the day, like four hours digging through the dumpster looking for the shit. I can't find it. It's like a bunch of grow lights, a bunch of random grow stuff. And even in the house, I should say the house was a complete grow like mansion. It's a three story house. Every single room in the house was a grow room. And the dude was living in the living room on the couch. But he had like the the windows like drilled shut with bolts and stuff. Like you couldn't get in there. It was complete grow in every single room of the mansion. But anyways, I'm out there digging through the dumpster. And finally, I rip into a bag and it's like I could feel the sticks in the bag. So I thought it might have just been trim or something. So I ripped the bag open. And sure enough, I pull out this big old like nug on the stick. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I just scored. So I pull out this big old dumpster bag, like this big black trash bag. And it's just filled with big old nugs. So I'm like, hell yeah, we load that into his truck. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. I just scored all this weed. I got this job. And 
this shit's cool, dude. It was like real cool. That just reminded me you said strapping on the bags. I kind of skipped way, way forward in my story, but when you said that, I was like, dude, yeah, I've done a whole lot of construction, painting, drywall, flooring, roofing, you name it, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. To be honest with you, that shit's becoming uh more and more of a, a paying a higher paying trade, to be honest with you. There for a while, man, it was on lower, more of the lower scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because you didn't have to go to school for it or whatever. You know, it's something that you were taught by either learning the trade from, you know, on the job or skilled trades yeah. in school or something like that. It wasn't a college degree. But these days are different, man. Fucking with, the, with computers different. and fucking. Even more so nowadays with the fucking like free money floating around and shit, and no, no yeah. shame of taking that free money, but it, it it makes it's been making a lot of people lazy. You know, it's truth. The truth is true, and yep. you know what I mean. So with that, with that shit happening, man, the people that are willing to fucking show up and fucking nail some shit together are getting a, a much better wage because people want to sit sit at the desk. Or even so, I'm even kind of guilty too. Or be in the garden—that's another thing too, man. I I hear a lot of uh, anymore. It's hard to find good help, and I I can't wonder if it uh, cannabis doesn't have a lot to do with it, both in consumption or in you know just the trade itself. People trying to find work as either trimmers or you know what I mean. That's yeah. kind of one of the reasons I switched over to the caregiver. You know, I had, I did my own business for a while, but, and I didn't want to fucking the rest of my life. You know what I mean? It, it was eight, anywhere from eight to 12 hours a day. You come home, you got that fucking wind down period. You know what I mean? You got to come home, smoke a couple joints, sit around for an hour, an hour and a half after that, you're feeling like getting up and doing something around the house, maybe cooking something. You know what I mean? Yeah, Long it's a fucking days, job, man. man. And then when then we're talking about pain on top of that, you know what I mean? Throwing around sheets or lumber, or, you know, even setting cabinets up on the wall, you know, it's, it can be physically tough. And I was like, you know, I love doing this and I still love doing it. I just would rather do it now to a scale, maybe doing cabinets or just custom pieces at my own, you know, leisure, basically, you know, and fun. Doing, yeah, you know, really challenge myself like that. But man, I was like, man, I'm done. I don't want to be fucking 60, 65 years old, fucking three stories up standing on walls setting trusses and shit you know what i mean and you know what it's you know i say that because the gentleman that taught me a lot of my construction uh skills is that guy i love him to death but man he's 65 right now and that motherfucker's still framing houses and he'll, he'll look you dead in the eye and he'll be like man if i stop right now i know it's i'm done and that's a lot of things, man. You get into that rut, that type of work, you type of work, man. You go yep. and try to fucking retire and shit. Your body just locks up because it's used to that abuse. <laughs> Dude, the guy I was working for, he's like a 55-year-old guy that literally doesn't speak like any English, you know. And I'm kind of bilingual because I've just been around Mexicans my whole life. So I can speak Spanish. So I'm able to communicate with him. And I was like driving for him because he's an illegal immigrant. And we literally got to pass like a Border Patrol checkpoint to get to our work. 
So I'm like the driver trying to look all low key passing by to get to the job site and shit. And he's just kind of using me. But I was like a young 19 year old kid and he's paying me like 150, 200 bucks for the day. So I'm like, dude, you're buying me lunch. I'm getting free weed and you're paying me 200 bucks a day. I'm cool with that, you know. But I've just had a crazy life, dude. Like since I was a kid, I've always been around people that were like way older than me, just getting into trouble and shit like that, you know. Like I've been hearing, uh, what was it, Gus Grows story um, and Red Pill. Like, dude, I can relate to those guys so much. They're more like my generation. But when I heard those guys' story, I was like, dude, that's like exactly the same as my story right there. And then, uh, what's his name? Johnny Canisteed. I heard him talking. He's like, yo, all you guys in chat need to come on here and tell your story. And that was the same day I messaged you. I was like, you know what? Like everyone does need to come <clears throat> from chat and message Eagle, get on here tell their story and then also like with your whole woodwork and stuff dude i seen like that treasure chest you built that shit's fucking badass dude you're like a badass woodworker man you should like literally just keep doing that and i get how it gets tiring because i'm tired of this shit too like working on people's houses working on cars today i just did my brakes and my coil packs on my car and i'm like dude i'm only 24 and i'm too fucking old to be doing this shit already my back's fucked up i'm fucked up I've been in so many like car accidents, motorcycle accidents, like high speed and shit, which also contributes to my PTSD, anxiety and all that type of shit. But man, it's been a long road in such little time, it seems like. It seems to be going by faster and faster these days. I don't know if it's just our time and humanity, but man, if that's the case, man, you guys, the younger generation, are getting fucked because, man, like I said, it just, it's blowing by these days for me, man. I mean, blowing by. So. Dude, same here. I have a five-year-old so daughter, so it's kind of crazy. Just as <laughs> um, so with that, all that being, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, dude, it's crazy because I'm only 24, but I had my daughter when I was 19, so I have a five-year-old daughter right now, and it's like, dude, time just flies by. She's already grown. She's about to be six in, like, three months, and it's just nuts, man. It's crazy how fast time's going by, to be honest with you, and I don't know if that's the cannabis making the time feel slow, but going fast is what it is, but, dude, it seems like time's just been flying by lately, past four or five years. It's one of those things, man. I had I started having my kids fairly early. I had my first child at 22. And I kind of wanted it like that, man. I wanted to be old, you know, you know, young enough to when they had kids or what. I wanted to be I wanted to be young enough I could, you know, be do whatever with them through their childhood and then hopefully young enough to still you know be able to play with grandkids you know what i mean with their exactly man you know. like with my daughter because she's like she's five six so she's all into gymnastics and running around playing with bubbles doing soccer all kinds of stuff and i'm still young so i'm still able to run around with her you know like i'll try to do a cartwheel even though i'm all fucked up and she'll just laugh at me like oh you're pathetic at doing cartwheels and stuff you know but it's just fun to be out there with her running around still being able to be young and out there with her you know I couldn't imagine doing that if I was like 40, 50 years old. Like my mom had me when she was real old, you know, and that's a whole another thing, dude. Like my mom, she used a lot of meth back in the day. She's clean now and she's been clean for like 20, 30 years. But like 
dude awesome. my mom was basically like schizophrenic as i was growing up you know like she'd hear voices and see stuff and as a young kid you don't like it's hard to comprehend you know what i'm saying but oh honestly, unfortunately i can I, I can relate you know i didn't my it wasn't meth but i sure did see uh drugs at an early age and uh, oh yeah so it 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 definitely scared me away from a lot of that bullshit. Yep. Yeah, I've heard about like your mom and the opioids and stuff, man. I'm really sorry to hear that because I was hooked on opioids for a while too. And I guess I'm kind of skipping ahead in my story, but that's all right. So I'll, I'll get to when I got arrested, right? So basically I started getting arrested when I worked at AutoZone. I was working at the auto parts store, AutoZone. And things were going good. They were about to make me the assistant manager. My assistant manager is about to leave and become like a phlebotomist or something. But, uh, well, I was basically up to no good. You know, I've done a lot of bad things. I've heard a lot of good people and stuff, but I try to change it. Basically, um, I was like selling parts under the table to my friends and stuff. So say they needed like a brake set or whatever they need, I'll just sell it to them for real cheap. So instead of paying like 150 bucks for the full set of brakes all around, I charge them like 75 bucks and just pocket the money and pretend to scan their card or something, right? So my manager catches on to it and sooner than later I get caught up. So then they call me into the back and they call me with the assistant manager and this other guy and like, hey, uh, we noticed, we've seen you on camera, you've been doing some sketchy shit and this and that. So basically that day I get charged with embezzlement. So I was basically arrested on that day, which it counted as an arrest, but I decided to show up in court. They didn't actually take me to jail. So time goes on. I go to the court and they just sentenced me to basically a whole bunch of community service, like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of community service. So I get all that shit done. And I basically got like sick as hell from doing the community service, too, because they had me like in the sewer pulling weeds out of the fucking sewer. And I got like the hand, foot and mouth disease, which is like the new age fucking chicken pox or some shit. And uh, yeah, that was a nightmare. But anyways, after that, I'm done with that. And then I keep fucking up. This is when I got hooked on the opioids. Right. So one day I was hanging with some friends of mine who I thought were good friends and I'm getting fucking high. I'm smoking weed. I'm smoking wax. I gave my friends my weed and my wax and I'm popping Xanax, too. So I popped about four or five Xanax and they're like, hey, let's go get some beers. So my dumb ass, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go get some beers. Let's drink. So anyone that does pills knows that you should not mix fucking Xanax with alcohol. And I did that. So next thing I know, one of my friends is like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go do my laundry or something. And my other roommate's like, yeah, I'll go home too. We'll go to the beach later on. So I'm like, cool. And my friend had my weed and my wax in his pocket. So he pretty much robbed my wax but not really he just had it on him and went home so i eventually wake up out of like kind of like a xanax coma and i'm like oh shit where am i what's going on and the first thing i do is i'm like oh where's my weed and i felt my pockets i'm like oh shit there's no weed in my pockets i check my car there's no weed but my bong is there so my first instinct is all right i got my med card i'm gonna go to the dispensary well on the way to the dispensary i crashed into like two buildings four cars like with people in the car like literally hit and run four people and then when i get to the dispensary i made like a u-turn crashed turned around and turned and crashed right into the dispensary walked into the dispensary and bought weed and when i walked out the cops were already there to arrest me so luckily 
well, I probably hurt some people, but nobody actually died or anything, luckily. But I didn't even know what happened. I just woke up the next day and I was in jail and I hit the buzzer. There's like a buzzer in the jail in the waiting cell or the holding cell. I'm hitting the buzzer and the cop's like, what the fuck do you want? I'm like, dude, I don't remember what happened. What am I in here for? So you don't remember? You crashed into a bunch of shit. You ran from me. You evaded the police. And then you end up going to the dispensary and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm doomed, dude. So now I'm in jail. And that was jail is what got me straight, to be honest with you. Like before then, I was running wild. I thought I was the shit. No one could stop me. You know, I had the mother of my child. I had graduated high school. I had a job, a motorcycle, a car. I was living life. You know, nothing could stop me. I'm the man. But then I go to jail and I realize, fuck, I'm not the man anymore. You know, there's some big motherfuckers in here running this shit. So you learn real quick in there. But it honestly taught me like a real lesson in how to be a man, you know, like what you have to do. Because before then, I never knew what it was to be a man, how to be respectful to other people, how to do stuff like that. And it, I'm still kind of institutionalized. It gets frustrating out here in the like real world dealing with people sometimes. Like, people will disrespect you, and I'm like, fuck, why is this guy disrespecting me? But it's like, well, he doesn't know better, you know? He's never been checked. He's never been punched in the mouth before, you know what I'm saying? But that's just me skipping way ahead. That's just one story. That's a pretty crazy story, my friend. And fucking pharmaceutical drugs, man, it seemed like, you know, again, I'm not justifying anything you said or did. But they, you know that what you just said was classic side effect of Xanax, from what I've heard. Yep. You know what I mean? And I've actually watched a friend Xanax take a friend of mine that I used to frame with way back in the day. Fucking that that cat when I met him, fucking was holding on to like three paychecks ahead. You know what I mean? Had all of his bills paid up, fucking on top of shit. Fucking met some chick, fucking she started fucking try this, try this. And fucking he, he fucking eventually got him taking fucking Xanax in, in an alarming rate. I watched that cat just skid right yep. down. Fucking lost every fucking thing. Lost his house. It was, and you know, I I looked him up like about two years ago, and man, it, it was even worse. You know what I mean? At one point, I had seen him, and he was on the upswing, and that's why I stopped back by. I was hoping that you know, last time I'd seen him, everything was on the upswing, and that's what I was gonna hopefully see but man when i showed up man it was crushing because it was sad to see such an awesome guy just get so far down you know what i mean and, and mm -hmm. it's tough to watch as a friend to see that happen to be honest with you yeah man i i totally get that that's like it's a pity you know to see someone that you care about just go down that road of the opioids and stuff because dude it ruins your life it just turns whoever's taking them into a zombie you know like, that's the kind of the problem with them is that's why they're so addicting. It numbs all the pain you have, whether it's mental pain and all that. Like, dude, I have so much brain damage. That's another thing I can get into. Like, I've been hit in the head so many times. When I was a kid, dude, I got bullied so much. So I had, like, a bull cut. I had glasses. I had crooked-ass teeth. So, like, no one wanted to be my friend and shit. Everyone would always bully me. But then, like, around fifth or sixth grade, I got into boxing, right? 
So people used to beat the fuck out of me. They used to chase me, throw rocks at me and shit. And I was just sick of it. So I told my stepdad, like, yo, could you put me in boxing? He's like, yeah, we'll put you in boxing. I was like, all right, cool. So finally I learned boxing and I started getting better at fighting. I was still getting my fucking ass beat, but I would fight back. And when I would fight back to these kids, they leave me alone. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's the key to it. I just can't be a pussy. You know, I got to fight these fucking guys back. And once I realized that, that was like a huge thing, too. And it also helped with my anger, dude, because I've always had really bad anger issues. And going to like boxing and just hitting the bag or anything is great for taking out your anger, you know. And dude, like it's it's fucked up, dude, because I got some real mental issues. That's why I feel bad for anyone that I've like said anything bad to. Like I have really bad bipolar anxiety, depression. You fucking name it. My brain's fucked, dude. But I mean, that was my fault, though, for the most part. So when uh, we might we keep bouncing around, I guess we might as well kind of fucking jump to the start and get get her back on, get her going up. Okay, when you're was right. that first time, Macho? When was that first time? Macho? All right. Sorry about that. Before I get into the first time, there's one other thing I wanted to say, Eagle, while you're puffing on that joint. This is why you're the man, dude. So every other show I've been on, it's a cannabis show, but no one's smoking weed. I'm the only one smoking on there, dude. Every time I've watched your show, literally, I'm usually not up that late. So I watch it the next morning. I've seen like probably every rabbit hole, wormhole, eagle episode from like episode 35 on. But dude, you're always smoking a joint, you know, or you're smoking a joint, you're taking a dab, you're doing something. It's like, dude, this guy's a real ass dude. Like you could tell cannabis has helped you and that you're just a real cannabis enthusiast you know you're a real weed nerd bro whenever i see you're smoking something you're smoking a joint right now you got some hash in there or what i did i loaded this up with a big old chunk of hash and this is uh some of the american ones uh godiva that's in here that's big old fatty man i'm jealous i gotta hit up the american one for some seeds to be honest with you dude because one thing, okay, so for like I said, all my mental shit and all my medical ailments, the one thing I noticed that helps me is the cheese terpene and like gas and OG and all that, but also like the vanilla creamy terpene. But I heard you talking about his Godiva and I think his uh, Amy Ace is saying it had a cheesy terpene. I was like, dude, I need to hit up the American one for some of that. But okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into the start of cannabis, right? So... I have an older sister and she used to smoke a whole bunch of weed. Like she was a huge stoner, her and her ex-boyfriend. So uh, one day I used to play a lot of online computer games. I don't know if anyone remembers uh, the Counter-Strike Source. It was like an online first person shooter game. So I used to play that a lot. And my sister was the one with the computer. So I'd go into her room to play it. And the whole time she'd have the, the windows closed, everything closed, and she'd be hotboxing, just taking bong hit after bong hit after bong hit, her and her boyfriend. And I'd be in there getting stoned, not even known as like a nine, 10 year old kid. But as time went on, you know, um, she one day left her bong packed with a bowl of weed. So I was like, well, she seems to enjoy the weed and her boyfriend likes whenever they smoke it, they get all giggly. So I'm going to try it out, you know? So I get her lighter and I light up the bong. I'm hitting it, but the bong fills with smoke, but I don't pull the stem out of it. So it just fills and I don't actually get any smoke. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? And I start getting kind of freaked out. I probably got a little bit of smoke enough to get me paranoid. But I was like, fuck, her bong's filled with smoke now. She's going to find out this and that. 
And that was like my first actual time smoking, which wasn't actually really smoking. Now, my first time actually smoking, I would say, was later in the future when I was about 12 or 13. I used to BMX and skateboard a lot, but I was with a bunch of my BMXer friends and they smoked weed already. They were a little bit older than me. You know, I was kind of new to it. You know, I was kind of against it. I didn't really care for weed after that one time and it didn't do anything for me. I was like, what's the point of this stuff? But like, all right, let's go to the railroad tracks and smoke weed. And just due to because of who my mom is and stuff, and because they know me, they're like, oh, they usually never offered it to me. I was too young. But one day we go back there and they were smoking weed off of a, like a can, you know, they bent the can and poked the holes in it and they're smoking weed off the can. And then eventually after like three people hit it, the bomb, the bowl was pretty much already ashed, but they're like, hey, Hunter, you want to hit it? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll hit it. So I hit the ash on the can. And I was like, damn. That's crazy. And for like once in my life, I felt normal. My whole life, I always felt different, like an outcast or like something was wrong with me. I'm not social enough or whatever it is. But when I hit that weed, I was like, dude, I feel normal. Like things, colors are brighter. Everything feels different. And that was kind of the first time I got weed or not first time I got weed. Sorry, I'm fucking stoned. The first time I got high. But uh, after that, another time, though, another, I guess, first time I got high would be. I was probably 14, 15 years old, but there was this kid and his mom would pay him in weed. His mom grew weed. She's like a single mother that grew pot at her house. And she would literally pay this 14, 15 year old kid in bags of weed to do chores around the house. So this kid's doing his chores and he's getting like some high grade homegrown weed from his his mom. And one day he brings it over with a bubbler and he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, we're going to smoke weed over here at the homie's house. So we smoked weed behind this like little trailer. And I remember taking a hit and I started coughing like crazy, dude. Like it wasn't that it was bad weed. It was just strong, like way too strong compared to anything I ever smoked. I actually inhaled it. That's what it was. Prior to that, I had never inhaled weed. I sucked in the weed smoke and just blew it right out. But that time I actually inhaled the weed into my lungs. And I was like, holy fuck. Like I can't feel my legs. Everything's crazy. Like that was pretty much the first time I had like smoked and got high, I guess you could say. And after that experience is when I continued to smoke on every weekend after that, we would get high, you know, we'd smoke and I live like five minutes from the beach. So I was like 15, 16. I just got my license. We'd smoke on the weekends after like school's done on the weekend. We'll go to the beach, get high, swim in the ocean, body surf, boogie board, surf, whatever, you know, just get high and go in the ocean. That was our shit to do. But back then the weed was more pure too, I should say. It wasn't that long ago, but even back in like 2011 or whatever, the weed was like stronger because it wasn't so hybridized. You know, it, it was actually if you bought a sativa or indica, it would actually be sativa or indica. Like you smoke a sativa, it'll give you a head high. Not a lot of weeds these days give you that head high. So we would always go for the sativa. But I remember sometimes you buy the hardcore indica and I'd smoke it and it would like numb my legs. And I was always the driver, dude. I've been driving since I was like 15 and I've always had a car. So people always depended on me to get around so i remember smoking at like 15 on some like indica shit and my legs would be numb and i was like dude i can't even drive this car this is crazy you know but yeah that was like the first time getting high and getting into it it's one of the fucking things i love about cannabis though is the you know you can moderate it you know what i mean it isn't like anything else that you take and fucking you know, I guess unless it's an edible type form. Uh, it's, you know what I mean? Edibles can fucking smack you down. But 
you know, as far as smoking, that's what I appreciate about just smoking a joint is of anything. You can either just keep going <laughs> or you can go, oh, fuck, I'm high. Or put yep. that down. Well, that's the thing with the joint, too. Like I was saying, when you start inhaling it, that's when you start getting high, right? So if you inhale every hit of that joint, you're going to get stoned as fuck. So when I'm smoking a joint, I'll inhale like the first three, four, five hits. And after I start getting stoned, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to suck it in for the flavor and blow the smoke out, you know? And then towards the end, I'll probably inhale a couple more hits to get the stone again. But it's all for the flavor. And honestly, I'm skipping way, way far ahead again. But that's what I breed for in my seeds is for the flavor and the terpenes, dude. Like, the number one thing is the flavor and the effect, basically, the effect of the high that I feel. Because like I said, I have all these mental health issues. So there's certain terpenes and certain flavors that are good for it, you know, like pines, cheeses, stuff like that, you know. And I breed for those type of things. Fruit, too. Fruit, but not, well, I shouldn't say fruit. I should say, like, berry. Because I hate, like, the forbidden fruit terpene. That's one of my least favorite terpenes where it's like an acidy fruit. I don't know. I don't like it. But there's, like, berry terpenes, like blueberry I like or, like, grape I like, you know. But, like, the floral berry, I don't like that type of stuff. You know, I for me the as far as the the fruits go, I'm not a fan. I you know the orange tastes good, but I don't really. I'm not a fan of the orange. It it's I don't know what it is. It's just not there for me. It's the endocannabinoid system. You know, every human has an endocannabinoid system, but the cannabinoids work different. Like you might be deficient in certain things compared to others, and weed really works as like an aroma therapy right so there's lots of aroma therapies like if you smell lime it might make you energized right or if you smell lavender it might put you to sleep that's an aroma therapy but when you smoke cannabis it's the same thing you're getting those terpenes and it'll give you the aroma therapy depending on the terpene that's why you could smoke high terpene cbd flower and still kind of get stoned per se but Yeah, it all just depends on the endocannabinoid system. Different strains work for different people. What I like is definitely not what other people are going to like, and that's for sure. Like Anything I say, I don't recommend to other people, to be honest with you. It works for me, but it might not work for you. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a professional. None of that. I'm not trying to sell anyone anything. That's the number one thing I hate is people trying to make a quick dollar off the people in the cannabis industry, you know? Like, it's so easy to make a fucking nutrient or whatever it is and just make money off of it. And that's why I respect you too, dude, because you just like make the t-shirts, you print them up, everything you do, you're not asking for any money, you know? And that's what it's all about, honestly, in this cannabis community. Yeah, I do it because I love it. And I, that's, you know, that's the other thing too, man. I would rather fucking strap on those bags and hustle up some extra cash than try to fucking sell you guys or fucking try to monetize this fucking shit. Fuck that. Fuck that. You know what I mean? An honest buck is an honest buck to me. I'd rather work for my shit through and through. <laughs> yeah, dude, you I'm the same I mean? way. As much as I hate doing my the whole cons- life. Yeah, as much as I hate doing the construction, working on cars, doing any of that, even working a retail job, if I need to make money, I'll do what I have to do, you know? Like, right now, I'm not that much strapped for money, and I've just been trying to take care of my daughter, you know? Like I said, I have a five-year-old daughter, but like I said, it's been a rough kind of week or two for me, dude. It seems like things have just kind of been falling apart. Like, 
me and the mother and my child been kind of gone to fight and usually I have my daughter four days a week, but this week I haven't seen my daughter at all because me and her got in an argument. And it's kind of about the COVID, you know, like I'm kind of locked up, pent up in my house and there's not really much to do. Like, she's like, oh, you're just at home with my daughter. You don't really do much. You're just at home watching TV, playing games and stuff. But I'm like, dude, she's like doing gymnastics, doing cartwheels. I take her to the park. We're running around, playing soccer, doing all kinds of shit. But it's like not enough. You know, we got an argument because of that. So now I'm not able to see her right now. But, dude, it's been way worse. I should. Yeah, I got to backtrack in my story a bit, I guess, to get into all that. Backtrack, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, okay. So I told you guys I was being bullied as a middle school or elementary school kid, right? So I had crooked teeth. Okay, so this is how I relate to red pill, too. I have like a semi-detached retina, right, in my eye. So I'm wearing contacts right now or else I wouldn't be able to see shit. And um, I have glaucoma as well. But if I'm not wearing my contacts, dude, my eye will cross real bad. And even right now, because I'm like, fucking high my eye will probably still cross but i'm like a cockeyed motherfucker so uh but anyways yeah yeah that's besides the point anyway so people used to bully me for all kinds of shit through middle school elementary school and then coming into eighth grade i finally got contacts and braces right so people started treating me different so i started boxing i'm starting to kick some people's ass people aren't bullying me girls are starting to like me that's the main thing i'm getting at right now right so now girls are finally starting to like me for my first time in life. I'm in my ninth grade of high school. And I get my first girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. Time goes by. I'm like a class clown and I become like one of the most popular kids in ninth grade. But because of that, I was getting suspended literally every week. Like I'd come to school and then I get suspended. A week later, I come back to school. I get suspended the same day and it was like useless. At one point, I just became like the, t- the principal's assistant because I was in the principal's office so much. But anyways, so after that, then I go to 10th grade and things start to change for me. So then I wasn't the cool kid anymore. Now I'm back to being like the nerdy kind of not so cool kid. I mean, I'm still getting laid. I'm still getting girls and stuff, but shit's changed for me. And uh, I make all these new friends. And this is really when I start getting into pot. I started smoking it every weekend. Like I was saying, I was about 14, 15. So I'm 10th grade, high school, this and that. Um so girls are starting to like me, basically. That's what I'm getting at. 11th grade, I meet the mother of my child. So everything is good with that. Things go on. Uh, she doesn't like that I smoke pot, though. So I kind of hid from her that I smoke weed. So this whole time, I'm smoking weed and uh, all this stuff. And um, eventually, she leaves me for another dude. And this dude happens to be in the military. So now she, my daughter's about three or four months old when she leaves me, right? So I stuck around the whole pregnancy and after my daughter's born. But four months later, she decides to leave me for this other guy. And at this point, I moved in with another friend of mine, which I'm going to go back to this dude. This dude is a big part of my cannabis history. Okay, so I move in with this dude and she's with this guy. And I come back. This is before I know that she's with this guy. I told her, look, I'm tired of living with this guy. I'm going to come back down here to San Diego to live with you and be there for my daughter, right? So I come back to San Diego. And little do I know, she already has a new man, right? 
So that really pisses me off, to be honest with you, because I was like, dude, she's like living with this guy. My daughter is only four months old. Like, what do I do? And everyone I know is just like, dude, you got to get rid of this guy. You got to do something about him and this and that. But obviously that's not the answer. So I almost did, you know, one time I went over there with like a loaded 45 ACP and I almost did him in. But thanks to the higher power, you know, or God, whatever you want to call it. I just thought about it. I was like, dude, I'm at a playground right now. There's a bunch of little kids. My daughter's here. She sees this happen to this guy. It's going to traumatize her and all kinds of shit. So I didn't do it. And that was before I got arrested, too. And I started thinking more clearly. So anyways, she's with this guy and he's in the military. So they get deployed to Japan. So now my daughter's about not even two years old and they leave to Japan. So now I'm talking to my daughter through FaceTime as like a two-year-old while she's in Japan. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck do I do? I'm a young kid. I'm trying to be here for my daughter. I'm trying to do all that I can, this and that. Uh, fucking, yeah, so time goes on with that and all that. But now I'm going to go back in time, okay? So remember I told you I moved in with that guy, right? I'm going to keep his name. I'm not going to say his real name, but we'll just call him Jay. So this dude, back when I was still with the mother of my child, uh, we used to go to his house and I used to smoke a lot of weed. And this guy is the one that introduced me to dabs, right? So I took my very first ever dab at this guy's house. But when I first seen it, I was like everyone else. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you smoking? What is this shit? You know, I was scared. Like it took me like a week or two before I tried it for myself after watching it. I was like, dude, I don't trust that shit, this and that. So he gave me little dabs. He was a real cool dude. Like this guy was honestly, he had his best interest for me and he taught me so much shit. But we, I eventually, I did him dirty. Like I said, I fucked, I fucked over a lot of good people. But this guy, okay, so he was giving me little dabs, good dabs, you know, like low temperature, not trying to kill me and shit. His cousin comes over one day with some nasty, nasty butane soup wax, right? And I'm still new to dabbing, so I don't know anything about this shit. And he's like, oh, you want a dab? And I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll take a dab. So he scoops up a huge dab, but he kept pressing with his fingers to make it look smaller, right? And it's like some nasty black butane wax. And he keeps pressing it, pressing it. And it was probably like over a half gram dab this guy gave me as a new dabber. So like I have hardly dabbed. I've been dabbing for a week at this point. It's tiny, tiny, low temp dabs. So this dude gives me a fucking high temp dab of this nasty butane soup shit, dude. And literally I was coughing my lungs out. I thought I was going to puke. And my, the mother of my child was there. And, dude, I was like, oh, I'm going to die. You need to call an ambulance. My heart's going to stop beating. Like, something's wrong. She's like, no, you dumbass. You're just stoned. Like, you'll be fine in a little bit, this and that. But, dude, this guy was a real cool dude. So we used to throw parties at his house, kickbacks. And anyways, like, after those dabs, like, he was real pissed at his cousin for giving me that dirty dab, too. And, uh, but, yeah, we would smoke good dabs with him and stuff. Like, he, dude, this guy knew about dabbing way before people were even dabbing. Like, he knew about rosin and all kinds of shit. That's where I'm leading to. So, dude, this guy was, like, the master of dabs, basically. And he had all the dankest wax. We were drinking. We were smoking. We had a bunch of girls coming to his place. Like, my older sister, again. Like, I had a bunch of her friends coming over there and all that, you know. He had a bunch of girls coming over there. And it was cool. We'd just be smoking wax doing beer pong and all that type of shit but uh so yeah he's a real cool dude he got me he taught me about weed and that was the first time i ever seen a, a plant right so he had a bunch of plants going in his um 
closet. So he showed me into his closet, like, yo, check this out. And I was like, yo, what the hell? I guess first time I actually seen uh, live plants before. He's like, yeah, man, I've been growing. I've harvested some plants. That's what you've been smoking on, this and that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So time goes on. I keep dabbing with this guy. I keep smoking his weed. And then eventually, like I said, the mother of my child leaves me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go move in with this guy. Because he moved away. At first, he lived like maybe five miles from me, like down the street. I could drive to his house real quick. But then he moved like way farther up north, like hour and a half, two hour drive almost. So I'm like, all right. So I move in with him and uh, he was growing plants at the time and I was helping him trim and stuff. And he pretty much promised like, yo, dude, we're going to be growing these huge outdoor plants. I'm going to college and I'm real busy, but right now you're not working. I'm letting you live at my place. So what I want you to do is watch these YouTube videos, right? But the YouTube videos he wanted me to watch were all how to grow cannabis, how to grow living soil, how to make rosin, how to make your own solventless wax, how to do this and that. Like literally all the basics of growing. He's like, dude, you need to watch every single one of these videos in this playlist and help me grow this weed. So I'm like, all right, well, you go to college and watch all these videos and this and that. So I'm watching all these YouTube videos, learning how to grow pot. And then uh, I started growing a couple little seedlings over at his place from seeds that he had grown from the butt I trimmed. It was the THC seeds bubblegum from Adam Dunn, right? And that was one of my first breeding projects too. I'll get into that later, but it was that bud we were trimming. And I got the seeds off of that bud. And after that, though, he never actually grew. We never grew pot together. So he went to college. He did this and that. And eventually we never got the garden started. So I'm like, dude, what's going on? I'm not making any money. Like your parents are paying you and I'm living here for free, which is cool. But he started wanting money. I'm like, dude, I thought we we're going to be growing like plants. And he's like, no, I was just kind of taking care of my friend's farm while he's out of town. So I'm like, fuck, now we got, I got to figure something else out. So that's when I said, okay, I'm going to go back and be there for my child. You know, I go back, that shit happens. My kid goes to Japan and I'm fucked. Now I'm back in the same fucking situation I've been in, stuck again. Soon after that, uh, my mom gets sick, dude. She has like a heart attack, right? So I'm there and I got to deal with that and heal her back up. She smokes a lot of cigarettes and stuff, which is horrible. And so I'm helping her with that. She goes to the hospital and almost dies. Um, happens again afterwards, maybe like a couple months later, but this time way worse. This time she has to get a stent, like implanted in her heart, the pacemaker, the whole deal, you know, like she died for seven minutes and had her heart stop beating and they brought her back to life. And while she was in a coma, they're like, dude, if your mom's going to make it out of this, she's going to be like brain dead. You know, there wasn't any oxygen pumping in her brain for seven minutes. And I was like, fuck. And my mom was already schizophrenic, kind of like I was telling you, you know. So they get her out of the coma. They heal her back up. And sure enough, she's back to normal, dude. She's like her normal self. And she's a little kind of crazy. She's saying some weird shit from her childhood. But, dude, this is what I've learned. The drugs open your mind to, like, spiritual shit. I don't know how much you believe this or whatnot. But no matter what drug you take, it'll be bad spirits or good spirits. And this is how I learned this. Because my mom was doing meth, which was introducing her to bad spirits, right? Like, she would hear voices in her head and shit. You, you could tell her, like, no, that's not real. But she's hearing it. So how could you tell her that's not real if she's hearing it in her head, you know? So that's like something, something speaking to her, right? It's probably a bad spirit or some shit hearing bad shit. But as shit went on and after she had her heart attacks, like, I started giving her cannabis tea, right? And I make a cannabis tea that a lot of people say they make, but I don't believe it because they don't say they make it until after I tell them how I make mine. And I'll tell you guys right now, 
when I'm growing plants, I'll take a clone and I'll grow like five plants of the same clone and I'll harvest leaves and buds of that plant at different stages, right? So maybe I'll harvest some at week five, some at week six, some at week seven, week eight, and so on and so on and so on. I let the plants get fully mature to like week 15 or whatever it may be. But during that time, I'll freeze the buds and the leaves during the different stages and I put them all together and I'll make them into a tea. So I started giving this tea to my mom and her schizophrenic stuff would kind of flare up a little bit, but it was more positive stuff. Like she would start talking about like angels and shit that she would see and stuff like that. And now she hardly has any schizophrenic shit, dude. She's like 90% here, dude. Like for real. It's just been crazy wild journey for me with a plant and all that shit. And it's helped me a lot too. That tea has honestly been the best thing besides bubble hash to like help me with my ailments too. Sorry if I'm Sorry like about scrambling that. too much or going too deep on that. Not even, my friend, not even. This is what you're supposed to do on the Spotlight episodes. It's been, a, it's been a crazy journey, but an awesome story so far, my friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's now to talk, to relate back to, you know, uh, psychedelics and uh, drugs and drugs unlocking your experience kind of to other stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I should I do, have said. I do psychedelic, not drugs. Sorry, drugs like a derogatory term. I should have said more or less psychedelics. But some drugs can be derogatory too, you know, like the hard drugs like meth and heroin and prescription pills, obviously. Thank goodness I don't have a lot of ex- no experience with that, just psychedelics and cannabis. Me either, dude. But well, besides prescription pills, but yeah. I've, I've had a rough road with that. I, I, not a, in a rough road that in a sense that it's more of a battle because I've seen what it's done to my my mother, tons of friends, a lot of aunts and uncles. It's it's killed yeah, so many people that I know. It, and there's been crazy? times in my life that I've had to, un, unfortunately, take pain medication but have to i've seen immediately the change in myself like i've, I've had a, a bilateral hernia surgery that kept, kept me down for quite some time and this is a, you know this is how bad you, you told me you know how bad people how how drugs can make you do things that you don't want to do this is this is a bit terrible story right here but it's a true story and it's a perfect example of how how pharmaceutical drugs can take you so far away from the person that you are, you know what I mean? And that was uh, when I had that bilateral hernia surgery there. And that was one of the times that I actually did need some medication. And honestly enough, it (laughs) worked out to be at such a shitty point in my life. I ended up having to, uh, I'll tell the story. No, I won't. It's your story. Anyway, right, tell your story. Uh, I want to hear it to be honest with you, dude. I always want to hear more about you. Like I said, I've been watching you for such a long time, dude. Honestly, 30. it's an honor. It's an honor to be here with you, dude. You're like a legend to me, to be honest. Like I was watching Subcool and stuff too, but it was towards the end of his life, you know, where he was like a little bit more negative. But the crazy thing about that was he was always cool with me. Whenever I had a question, he answered with respect. And it's kind of weird because that's how I am, dude. I'm hated by like a lot, a lot, a lot of people in the cannabis community. A lot of people talk shit on me, dude. But 
honestly, if they hung out with me for like 10, 20 minutes and we smoked a joint or something, they'll be cool with me for sure. But it's crazy, man. But like, dude, you're like, like you said, I know you don't like being compared to Subcool as the new Subcool. You're the eagle, dude. You're different than that. You're different than Subcool, but you're carrying it on, dude. And there's so many days where I've just wanted to give up. And like, I watch the show or the wormhole and I hear other people's struggles and how they overcome their struggles. And it helps me keep going, you know? Well, them motherfuckers are pretty awesome, kind words. And I appreciate that. I, I, for some reason, I do not like compliments. But, but I get coming it, from dude. a gentleman that's watched fucking since episode 30, man, that's. That's amazing, man. That's a lot of fucking. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of time, man. I'm very grateful, my brother, for that shit. Dude, I swear to you, every single morning I wake up, I watch the last night's either wormhole and the last night's feature, whatever you want to call it, spotlight. Every single morning I wake up, that's the first thing I watch, dude. Like, and every time you don't post those ten days you missed, I'm like, fuck, where's Eagle at? I need something to watch. You know, I'm tired of watching the same shit on YouTube all the time. I mean, they're watching like drag race videos or you can't even watch Joe Rogan no more on YouTube. Now I'm watching all his little sub branch podcasts and all kinds of random. And I tried to watch some fucking Joe Rogan the other day and they fucking put in a 15 minute clip. They broke his shit up in like 50 commercials and shit. It was like completely unwatchable. I think they're pissed at him because he jumped shit. Now. (laughs) He's doing that on purpose, man. He signed that Spotify deal for a hundred million or whatever it is. So he's posts the whole thing to Spotify and he's just posting up like the 15 minute clip. But dude, he's getting the same amount or more views on that 15 minute clip than he was getting on posting the full episode. So he's like double monetizing, you know, he's getting way more views just on a smaller clip and he's still getting that Spotify money. But I mean, good for him. You know, he's getting that money. Shout out to Bindu. I see Bindu in chat. Bindu Buds is his name on Instagram. He's one of my seed testers. He just harvested some of my stuff, and he's I, I think he's going to be real happy with it. That's nice. I recognize the name, to be honest with you. Yeah, dude, he's been watching you for a while, too. He's been here in the chat. A lot of these names, dude, almost all these people in chat I've seen in chat before. And that's the crazy thing, too. Whenever I'm in any of these weed podcasts, they're always like, yeah, what's up, Huncho? And I got to come back to like 20, 25 people like, yeah, what's good, brother? How are you doing? Good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And it gets kind of tiring sometimes. But, dude, I love the community. If it wasn't for the community, we wouldn't be here, you know? I wouldn't be here talking to you, to be honest. Yeah, I appreciate that. So where were we? So where were we? We're trying to. I completely squirreled out, bro. I'm lost, but we can get into whatever subject you want. Let me see. Okay, so I can get back to another weed story. So a little bit before I moved in with that guy and met that guy, right? So I was barely kind of getting into this weed stuff. And this is the guy, the same guy that gave me that bubbler hit, right? Remember I told you the bubbler hit that got me real stoned and the guy, his mom gave him weed for chores? So this same dude, this is another guy that I did fucking dirty, another good kid that I fucked over. So me and my friend, he gave us like two bags of weed, like probably a half pound of bag, basically a pound total, but a half pound of this and a half pound of that. Like some dank, dank, dank green bud that was like super fucking gassy and piney. And then this bud that was black, it had almost no smell. It had like a cola smell or like a licorice smell or something, but the bud was literally black. 
and we didn't have a name for it so we just called it blackwater og because we knew that was a strain going around but it had nothing to do with blackwater og but anyways this guy gave us these two bags of weed to me and my friend he's like yo can you get rid of these bags of weed for me i'll split the profit with you guys like 50 50 like i get 50 percent, and you guys get 25 percent each so we go and he gives us the bag of weed or the bags of weed and we go like everywhere we can to sell it dude we're going to skate parks and selling it we're going to the local park selling it to the homeless like all kinds of sketchy shit dude like i've had such a sketchy life with so many sketchy characters in my life it's nuts dude like tweakers and all kinds of crazy shit just being like into skateboarding and bmxing and paintballing cars all this shit you meet some weird people motorcycles but okay so yeah he gives us the bag of weed we sell it but this guy wants his profit back but after a while people weren't buying the black weed they're like dude what is this black fucking weed like we don't want this shit we want the green butt and so we're like, dude, what do we do with this? We sold all the green weed, but we don't have enough money to like even make a profit after we pay him back. So we're just like, dude, fuck him. We're going to keep his money. We're going to keep his weed and we're going to sell the rest of the black weed and just smoke it to ourselves. So this kid was a young, uh, I won't even say that. I don't want to incriminate anyone. So anyways, we keep the weed and stuff like that. And yeah, dude. That was just another story I was thinking back to with that kid that gave me the bubbler hit that got me super stoned that his mom was growing in pot. But at the same time, I figured, you know, like his mom's growing pot, his mom will just give him more weed, you know, who cares if we burn him? I was a young, stupid fucking kid, stupid as hell. Going to jail taught me some real fucking lessons, you know. Well, it's fucking life is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? I got, you know what I mean? I actually have had a crazy life myself. Super crazy. And that's kind of yeah. why I don't know. I that's duck I I a lot brother. of questions. So, I, you know, I purposely sidestep the story. So if you want to hear it, I'll tell it. It sucks. Tell it. I uh, want to hear it, bro. Sorry yeah. for interrupting you. It's the delay. I'm oh, no, 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 no. You. I totally want to no, hear it ain't, story, no, no, it ain't, no, no, it ain't no delay. It ain't no, it, it wasn't no delay. And it's your night. I interrupted. I'm interrupting your story, Honcho. I'm interrupting your story. No worries, man. My shit, so. We'd be here all night long, like for days, if we were talking about all the stories and all the shit that I've witnessed and been through, dude. But yeah, go ahead. Tell your story. I want to hear it. So this, you know, this is just, a, you know, a, again, I have a tough stance against pharmaceutical drugs because of what I've seen it firsthand, you know, just to rip apart my family, my friends, either in later life, you know, cannabis, I owe cannabis so much, but this is how bad it can twist a person from their original personality. Actually, I'm 24 years old at this point. I hardly ever put ages to that shit. But uh, I'm 24 years old. I'm uh, a tree surgeon at the time. And uh, so physical labor again. But it, I actually love cutting. Cutting trees was one of my favorite jobs, to be honest with you. I've been, I've let cannabis kind of lead my lead the way to on my my job careers. If I had to take that drug test, I didn't want it. And I'm 
I take on things I learn very easily. So, you know, it isn't a thing to kind of switch up if I need to. But at this point, I'm climbing trees and, you know, and I'm cutting down trees and it's fun career. I loved it. Being in a different spot. What I loved about that shit was you're in a different spot every day, multiple times a day. Yeah, once I'm you got up in that tree, you, some of the shit you, you see. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, what you were just saying about how you love the tree trimming and all that, dude, there's no better job than doing that type of stuff. Like, right where you're always going to a new place every time and it's something different. Like, any job that I've had, I'm going to get back into this now. I wrote this down. Like, all the bullshit fucking jobs I've had, dude. But there's nothing better than, like, working for some guy doing construction or tree trimming or whatever it is where you're always going to a new place. You know, you're going to a new house, a new tree. It's not the same fucking thing over and over, same nine to five. Aren't those the best fucking jobs? Oh, for sure, for sure. Unfortunately, this one fucking took myself out of that job because <laughs> it was one of the ones, too, where the injury took, it was like, even though I worked through it until I was healed up, it oh. came to a point where after just, you know, heal up, it was like, you know what, I can't. I can't, you know, I'm too young for this type. And they told me that. I guess I'm going too fast. So I, I fucking get hurt. Fucking, uh, it's this is way too long of a story. I get hurt in a fucking, basically, a fucking pissing contest, which uh, that type of crew does, I guess. And basically, yep. it's, this, this day, it's an ironwood tree. You know, I've been up, I got up, I fucking cut that thing down. It's all laying on the ground. We've cut it up. Now it's time to put this thing in the truck. And we get this, get down to the you know, butt log of it all where the sapier, the fucking heavy shit's at. And there's this, the guy that's driving the chipper truck. <clears throat> it's loading up logs. And we're, you know, we're, you know, each one of us grabbing logs, throwing it in the truck. He grabs this one and he fucking struggles with it and can barely get it in the truck and I kind of come over and basically tip it over for him, get it in the truck, look at him. He's a big guy too. <laughs> we were much bigger than I was. I'm fucking I'm spry like that. But uh fucking uh so I look right at him and go, pussy. <laughs> fucking pussy. Oh yeah, you think you can do that? Yeah, I fucking think I can do that. I've been fucking Humping this shit all fucking day. Fuck you. I get up in the truck and I kick that bitch right back out of the truck. <laughs> Boom. So I get out, fucking grab that motherfucker, and I struggle to about the point where I had to fucking get him the fucking hand. And I fucking drop it. I fucking, I can feel that shit as soon as I did, too. I was like, ah. Oh. So now we both pick it up. And are struggling it back to get it in the truck. We actually had to have another cat tip it in for us. But what that ended up to was a fucking uh, bilateral hernia. So I go in and get checked. They're like, oh, man, you've got rips on each side. We're going to go in. Fucking you're going to have a little one-inch incision on each side. No biggie. Back to work. So I wake up from surgery. Fast forward, I wake up from surgery. I've got a smiley face from hip to fucking hip. 
they tell me you are way worse you, for your age and what this injury you're way worse than we even thought what's going on so they end up putting a fucking stainless steel mash from hip to hip Man, it's like, uh, that shit fucking was rough. So if I fast forward now to the pharmaceutical bullshit of it. I'm home day one on the couch and my mother and her boyfriend at the time, which are both heavy, very heavy into pharmaceutical uh, drugs, stop by and see me and notice I've got full scripts sitting on the counter in the kitchen and can't get off the counter and well basically when I'm not we're looking go in there and swipe all my meds and that's how tight can take somebody even you know to her own son you know I mean I know her off drugs wouldn't have never fucking done that shit her and him high on drugs you know what I mean steal from her own son to look back I'm sure fucking crushed her to fucking have to come to that realization you know Eagle can I say something real quick again I'm sorry to interrupt you yeah with your mom and the whole opioid stuff dude I heard you talking the other day and how you were feeling kind of guilty about it like not letting her see your daughter and stuff but dude like honestly if your mom was here and she was able to talk about you dude she would be she she loves you no matter what dude if you think about your kids, dude, which you, anything your kids do, no matter what they do, no matter what wrong they do, you always love your kids, right? So no matter what bad state your mom was in, dude, she always loved you, bro. Even though it's hard for her, like, it's hard for me, dude. It's hard for all of us in life. It's hard for us to express our feelings, to say what's going on. And sometimes drugs are the easy answer, you know? And it seems that way. When you take the drugs, your problems seem to fade away, but you don't realize all the health consequences like dude i just got back into drinking recently like i've been sober from drinking alcohol for so long but just the stress that's been going on in my life with the mother of my child and not being able to see my daughter and shit it's like dude i just need something to help me i can't go back to the prescription pills but sometimes the cannabis isn't enough i'm not smoking my own cannabis right now which is the problem too like i said i'm smoking this glass house dispensary fucking bullshit dry fucking weed which it's honestly, it's actually pretty good weed. Those guys are actually really good. I shouldn't talk shit on them because their weed is actually fresh and it's pretty fucking good. Like it, this was, uh, let me see here. Yeah, this was packaged on 120-2021. So it, that, that's not that long ago, I guess. It's, it was this year at least. Some of the weed I see in the dispensary was packaged like, dude, 2019, early 2020. And it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, all that weed should be sent back to the grower, whoever Glasshouse is, whoever has this weed shit. Because I've seen their Instagram, too. They say they harvest weed every single day. So if they're harvesting weed every single day, they should be taking back this old shit, turning it into concentrate, and resell the concentrate as a product that people could actually use, you know? Like, dry shit that's going to burn your lungs, what's the fucking point in that? That's not a medical product. If you turn it into some kind of concentrate, then yeah, it could be usable, but... Not not Glasshouse either. I don't want to talk shit on Glasshouse. They're a real good company, dude. But, like, let me see here. I'll show you a company that's not fucking good. You want to see a shit company here in San Diego? Sorry to talk shit, but there's a place that oh, grows. No, man. There's a place here in California that grows millions of plants down near in Santa Barbara outdoors. 
It's one of the very few places you can legally grow cannabis outdoors. These people have like thousands, thousands, thousands of plants they don't give a fuck about. They're all in it for the money. And guess what that company is? It's right here. Pacific Stone. This fucking piece of shit company will sell you some old fucking weed and they're harvesting pounds and pounds and pounds of flour. That shit I just held up. Watch. Let me show you. I got this from the dispensary the other day just to see how shitty it was. It was packaged, not even harvested. It was packaged on May 19th, 2020, and it's 19% THC. I don't know if you guys can see that. Some shit fucking weed, dude. This shit will burn the fuck out of your throat. It's not medical at all. And this is the cheapest stuff you can get at the dispensary. It's, so I can't clown them on that, to be honest with you. It's 20 bucks an eighth after tax out the door. You can't beat 3.5 grams for 20 bucks after tax out the door. Here in California, we spend up from 40 to 60% in sales tax alone. If you spend 40 for an eighth, you're going to spend like 70 bucks in total out the door for 3.5 grams. Under the 215 medical program, we just switched to Prop 64, which is recreational legal, right? But we don't have any recreational shops. They're still all medical. You have to have a medical card to go in or else you're not allowed in. So it's still fucking medical, but they call it recreational. Anyways, these fucking bullshitters, now it's all this bullshit packaged fucking weed. When it used to come in like big mason jars, you could smell it and see what you wanted. But dude, it's just shit. And you're paying so much money in tax. Okay, oh, this is where I was going. So back in the day, you go to dispensary on Prop 215, the medical, and they'd have a thing called five gram eights, right? You'd come into their spot and they'd have five grams of dank homegrown bud for 25 bucks. And you get a free one gram for first time patient. So you're getting six grams of homegrown dank for 25 bucks. The average person can do that. And you can walk into any medical dispensary and every dispensary is going to give you a free gram of bud, a free gram of wax or a free gram of whatever. Every one you go to, every single one. You could dispensary hop all day long. That's what we used to do. I remember the first time I went to the dispensary, I was like, holy shit, dude. They got these big old mason jars filled with weed. You unscrew the lid and get to smell it and all that. But even going back to like when I said I first started smoking because of my sister, dude, I was like nine, 10 years old. And my sister used to buy like quarter grams of weed from the medical dispensaries or not quarter grams. Sorry, I'm fucking retarded. Quarter eights of weed from the dispensaries. And she would leave it hanging around. And when she would leave, I'd always open the bag up and smell it and be like, oh, that smells good. Like as a little kid, I always loved the smell of cannabis when she'd smoke it and her boyfriend would smoke it and this and that. And this leads me to another story too, dude. This is kind of an unfortunate story, but I never knew my dad growing up. I've never met him once, but I have my stepdad, which is a really, really cool dude who's in the pot as well. He was a stoner right now. He's on a tolerance break. But he's about to retire in about six months. And he says he's coming back to smoking pot again. But, uh, Anyways, so uh, my sister's ex-boyfriend, let's get into this. So this dude taught me basically how to be a man. So we used to like paintball, we'd play outside, do all that shit as a kid. You know, like I said, skateboard, BMX, it was a different time. We'd ride dirt bikes, everything was different. It's not like playing on the iPad today, like fucking kids playing Roblox or whatever. But we would do all that. And but this guy, he taught me about cars, right? This is where the important part comes in. He taught me a lot about cars and street racing and stuff. I admired this guy, dude. I remember in, I was 12 years old and I was in middle, or I was at a summer school and he picked me up from summer school. So he comes in his little Honda Del Sol convertible 
stick shift. He picks me up, but he's sitting in the passenger seat. And he's like, okay, you got to drive this, this car home. You know, I'm like, dude, I can't drive a car, let alone I can't drive stick shift. He's like, well, too bad. You got to drive us home. So I'm like, shit. So I stalled the car like a million fucking times. But I finally ended up getting us home after like burning the clutch out on it. And that's how I first got into cars. But dude, this dude, he ended up, uh, he ended up in a bad accident, basically. He was street racing someone in one of the cars he built. And he crashed into a tree and his car burst into flames and he pretty much burst into flames. But so I lost him and that was really tragic to me, dude. That's like when my PTSD kind of started and I had like, a, what do you call it? Survivor's guilt kind of, you know, I was like, why him and not me? And at this time, I had just lost my grandmother, too, dude. So this is like the beginning of high school. I lost my best friend, the guy who taught me how to be a man. I lost my grandmother. Like a lot of shit was fucking up for me. And that's kind of when I started rebelling, too. But about that, the whole car fucking thing, another guy, too, was a guy. He was a friend of the guy that I helped do the painting with, the Mexican dude. And he was a Mexican dude as well. But he was a different type of Mexican dude. When I met him, he had dreadlocks down to his ankles. And, like, he was into rock music. And he hated Mexican music. He was, like, super Mexican, but he hated Mexican music. He liked Metallica and all types of shit, Bob Marley and shit like that. But, dude, this guy was, like, my idol. I was a little kid, and whenever I had, like, a toy that broke or my bike would break or whatever, my mom would be like, oh, take your bike to Gallo. We called him Gallo, which in Mexican is, like, the rooster pretty much. But his name was Jesus, like Jesus or whatever. But we just called him Gallo anyway. So this dude, since a little kid, he's been fixing my toys and all this shit. I know him since a little kid. He's always been into cars, too. And he had a Datsun, and, dude, like, he had a badass Datsun 280Z. And he was all about Datsun. Like, I was always a Honda guy. Like, a lot of people are probably going to talk shit on me because I used to street race Hondas. Like, I've been into Nissans, Hondas, Infinities, fucking Dodge, you name it. I've had all kinds of cars. I've had over 20 cars, and I've crashed over 20 times and been in over 20 accidents. Like, dude, I've been in over 10 motorcycle accidents, too. And I've crashed off a cliff through a fucking tree when I was 16 years old going, like, 75 miles an hour. And that's when I really started getting fucked up and having like PTSD and shit, to be honest with you. But that's beside the story. So this guy, guy, he's like, a man, this guy could fix anything. You had a broken car, he'll fix it. Broken house, he'll fucking fix it. He knew everything, dude. But the crutch was he did crystal meth. And he never encouraged it to anyone. He did that. And he did coke, pretty much anything you could snort, right? But he was a real good guy. Like, a lot of people around me got hooked on it. Like, dude, I'm pretty much in the ghetto. Well, they call it the barrio because it's all Mexican, right? So it's all a bunch of Mexican cholos around me. And, uh, fuck. Well, basically, shit, I forgot where I was going with my story. Give me a second here. What was I just talking about? I'm sorry. You were talking about the Mexicans. And, Sorry. Uh, there we go. Okay, so El Gallo. So he taught me everything about cars and guns and all type of shit. We used to shoot BB guns, fucking all kinds of crazy shit. So he taught me a whole bunch of stuff. But then later in my life, he's like, dude, I'm going to move back to Mexico, right? Like he had his badass little Datsun and everything. But his mother was sick. His mother and his, sick, his, mother and his sister. His mother had some kind of can uh, cancer and his sister had a brain tumor. So he's like, dude, I'm going to move back to Mexico, but I'll be back for sure. But dude, like I said, I've known this guy since I was a little kid, like six years old. He's been fixing my toys and shit. 
And he's like, all right, yeah, I'm in Mexico. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll see you when you get back, I guess. And it was like a movie. He waves at me and he leaves and he goes to Mexico. And then like, sure enough, three or four months later, one of my other good friends, my neighbor, who was like way closer to him than I was like me, my neighbor was older than me. And he got me into skateboarding and stuff. And they kind of lived together before he left. So he goes to Mexico. And then one day my neighbor posts, he's like, oh, I'm burying this guy. And I was like, dude, wait, who are you burying? Because I knew the only person he knew in Mexico was my friend Guy. So it's like, that's not Guy. Is he? He's like, yeah, dude, Guy passed away. So my friend Guy, he ended up getting drunk and doing a bunch of crystal meth. And he ended up fucking spinning out his car and basically killing himself pretty much. And a lot of people in my life, dude, pretty much anyone, the craziest thing is a lot of people doubt me and hate me in life. But the people that actually believed in me always end up passing away, dude. It's kind of the weirdest fucking thing. But I have a kind of a weird theory on spiritualism, like people that pass away in your life. I feel like after they pass away, whoever you are, whatever you believe, I feel like you're still on earth for like a hundred years. Right. And I think that's where we get our ideas from our ancestors that are here from within a hundred years after that, who knows where they go. But I feel like our ideas come from our ancestors that have been here within a hundred years, you know, and they guide us in a way. Cause dude, there's been so many situations where I should have been dead. I have guns pointed on me. I've been in car accidents, motorcycle accidents, crazy fucking shit, dude, you name it. But and I'm still here, dude. It's a miracle, to be honest with you. And the shit that happened to my mom, dude, she's coughing up blood. She's had three fucking heart attacks. She died for seven minutes. And all I did was pray, dude. I prayed during that whole time. And shout out to the paramedics. They're the main ones, dude. The paramedics are really the, like, those are the fucking badass guys right there. The hospital, they prescribe you the opioids and they put you on life support and shit. But the paramedics are the ones that, like, keep you alive and actually help you, you know? But, dude, I've had such a crazy so, fucking life. It's kind of traumatizing just even talking about it. But So, you know, about a uh, little bit about spirituality and, you know, people that love you dying early. Same, same, brother. Uh, like I said, in the few, you know, like, my mom was 48 when she died. My grandma died just after that, who was basically my everything. And then uh, fucking, uh, so, but I, what I'm getting to is about the crazy shit, too, is I fucking, I've been in a lot of crazy shit, too, car accidents. And I, what I, I thought the same thing at one point, man. I've, I've been through way too much shit. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. I don't call it God or whatever you want to call it. God, Jah, Yahweh, Allah, whatever you want to call him, Buddha. I don't care, dude, but there's a creator out there. Like we didn't just fall out of fucking space randomly and space came out of like nowhere. Like this shit's always been here. Something created us. It's like the whole Fibonacci effect, dude. Everything is built perfect. When you look at a cannabis leaf, all the little perfect in grooves in the leaf and all that, dude. Like, there's a creator for sure. I don't know what it is or if there's an afterlife. I, I can't tell you because I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you and say I've seen God or some shit. But, I mean, I have, like, seen crazy stuff, but I don't want to, like, trip people out or have people think I'm crazy or nothing either. But I'm not going to lie to anyone either. That's the thing. I always tell the truth and to a fault. That's my biggest problem. Whenever I tell the truth, I'll hurt people's feelings, but... I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to help you in the long run. It's the main thing. And people get that afterwards. And oftentimes they apologize. Like, 
I'm sorry for lashing out on you. I realize what you were saying now, but it's like, dude, I've been through so much shit that I can almost see the, like the future for them when they're going in the wrong direction, you know, and they don't see it for themselves. And I can't even see it for my own self. Fuck, I'm probably going the wrong direction now, but it's hard, dude. Being a human is hard. I'll tell you that much with all the hypnotizing and all the crazy fucking shit going on, especially with this whole, you already know the pandemic. I don't even want to get into it like, dude, but it's such a fucking mess what's happening right now. Like my daughter's on online school. I think I finally got her into a school where she's going to be like with other kids and the actual teacher in a class. I'm not sure. Cause like I said, I've been having problems with the mother of my child, so I can't confirm that, but I know she signed up for it. She had to get her shots. And unfortunately she had to get her shots and had to go to the dentist, dude. I mean, I don't know what shots they gave her cause I wasn't there, but fuck. And my stepdad was telling me he's about to get the COVID shot tomorrow, but I was talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to cancel that appointment, boy. I ain't going to do that shit tomorrow. I'll wait for more people to get it. So, yeah, that's a fucking good idea. Because I'm forced to vaccines, too, but it's the untested, dude. It's only It hasn't even been a year since this shit started, and they're already going to vaccinate us for it. And who'd you have on here? I forgot who it was, but he said he took the second dose, and he passed out. Kazoo, kazoo. Kazoo, but, dude. Yeah. And I've had a friend that had the same experience. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want nothing that's going to make me pass out in the lobby of the fucking hospital. And they say it hurts like hell, too. Fuck that. I, I don't want to necessarily venture down that road because I have a pretty strong opinion about it. But, yeah, I'm But sorry, I do want to refer refer back to, uh, you know, your your your. Uh, Life can be typhoon, and I think that uh, there's a lot of lessons. We're dealt them the toughness for lessons that we actually need to learn later on. There are actually spotlights in the, you know, the fucking where we're fucking up, our weak spots. You know what I mean? Where we're going morally wrong. I think that's why you know you have to face some things. To be honest with you, but in people like yourself that have, you know, do get in it, has been through a lot of shit, a lot of close call accidents where you would think to yourself, man, I should, I'm lucky to walk away from that. I honestly think you should honestly be thinking that very same thing, but at the same time, you should be thinking, why did I walk away from that? You know what I mean? There must be another reason why I'm here, especially multiple chances. It must be something... <laughs> Must be something with something to a, a great impact to somebody. And I'm saying yeah. it's to humanity or whatever, but it might be, it's obviously has a great impact to somebody. I mean, dude, so, honestly, you know that's I mean? my I whole. Keep on down that road. That's my main purpose, dude. Like, honestly, the biggest impact I could say to anyone would be my daughter and my mother, dude. Like, my mother says that I saved her life these multiple times. She had the heart attacks just because I like called the paramedics because she wasn't able to speak to save her, which that's not me saving her life. That's just me holding the phone and talking, dude. But without me being there, she wouldn't have been, she wouldn't be here pretty much. And then my daughter, same thing, dude. My daughter loves me to death and stuff, but my whole mission is just to give back to people. I'm not here to profit. I'm not going to sell you guys like a bullshit fucking product or bullshit seeds or nothing. If anyone wants seeds, I'll fucking give you seeds for free. Like, it's not about the profit for me. My main thing I want to do, dude, I'm like in a really impoverished area here in San Diego. And I want to give back to the kids. And one day I want to write like a children's book. And I also want to do like a food bank, dude, just especially right now. It's hard because I don't have the like funds or resources to do it. 
But during this coronavirus would be the perfect time just because so many kids aren't eating from being at school and shit and they're like starving and shit. It's like, dude, if I could just have a food bank where I have like natural foods and shit where I give out to the people, whether they're a kid or not, you know, anyone that needs it. But dude, there's a horrible homeless problem here and shit's honestly going to shit here in California, dude. The The whole thing has gone to shit since it went recreational in all kinds of different ways. What do you think the negative drawbacks of uh, recreational have been? Yes. Do you think it's because directly related to cannabis or do you just think it's, you know, timing in general? Well, man, it's just they're not letting people in, right? So with the whole cannabis game out here, if you want to get into recreational cannabis, right? Say I'm a grower and I want to sell my weed in the dispensary. I have to spend close to $5 million before I can get my weed into the dispensary. That's with permits I got to get for my facility. I got to get the facility. I got to get all kinds of different fucking shit. And by the time you get all the permits, you're already $5 million in. And this is what the new, they call it Prop 64, right? That's the recreational program in California now. But back in 1996 till probably 2018, it was Prop 215, which was the medical program. During that, any person that had cannabis could walk into the dispensary with a backpack with pounds, quarter pounds, whatever they had, and say, look, this is what I got. This is the strain. Do you want to buy it? Yes or no? And they would buy it. And the cannabis was great homegrown cannabis. And they'd keep it in the big mason jars so it would stay fresh. Now it's in the little bullshit packaging I showed you, this fucking bullshit plastic. The weed gets dry as hell. It's old fucking weed. It's been touched by 30 people by the time it gets to the dispensary, right? So they're going to harvest the weed. They're going to send that weed to the guy that's going to trim the weed. They're going to, the trimmer send that to the guy that's going to do whatever with it, knock the trichomes off. So you get no trichomes on your weed, but they get the extract. And then they send that to the packager who's going to knock more fucking trichomes off and fuck it up more. And by the time it's on the shelf, it's already like a year old. It's fucked up, dude. And they're charging way, way more money. Now, like I said, if you want like a top shelf ace, say I went to a dispensary and I want to buy an eighth of some cookies weed, I'll get 3.5 grams of some fucking bullshit burner weed that's like 80 bucks for 3.5 grams. And it's going to be dry and burn your throat. Now, let me say, I'm not hating on burner because I actually drove my ass from San Diego to San Francisco, which is a six hour to drive the burner shop when he first opened the cookie store in san francisco on the hate street and i drove to his fucking store and bought weed and wax from him it was bomb it was back in the medical days though where it was in big mason jars he had all of his wax in a refrigerator he pulls it out it's all good he has bubble hash he has rosin he had all that shit and it was fire but now when you get it it's dry and it's fucking shit because it's in the plastic packaging and it's just dude three grams is not going to stay dry for long if you have like two ounces of weed in a jar it's going to stay fresh for longer than two three four grams in a freaking plastic package and they're just not for the Uh, medical patients anymore it's all about the profit that's what's wrong it is kind of wrong that is wrong when it's about profit like that and it's no longer about quality that is fucked up but I, I you know I hear a lot of back and forth and even amongst my friends you know, about, you know, like burner in general. But uh, to be honest with you, 
I got to fucking some respect for that cat. I, I, just outside of weed in general, you know, Burner is a fucking person. I've got some respect for that cat. The fucking. He's that, basically a to, pioneer the, in his own right. Fucking to go through the. I mean, this is because I can relate to, you know, the actual behind the street, behind the scenes shit most people won't talk about. Hustle. You know what I mean? Right. But I I almost giggle sometimes because I, I listen to a lot of this music. I'm a big fucking fan of Burner's music, to be honest with you. And it's some I giggle sometimes. So I'm like, I'm like, this is some real like shit, man. You know what I mean? And you can only recognize a lot of the shit that he's saying as you know for true and not just some bullshit because you you, you know you just fucking know you know, the realness of it. But I have a fucking, I think it's kind of funny that he's, he makes another living actually, you know, talking about, you know, basically probably what he's doing now. I mean, just real, the realness of it. But as far as, you know, the growing aspect and, you know, kind of throwing swag out for high dollar and just kind of, cause it's hype. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate the hype of it. Uh, this is what I games. should say, though. It's not actually the people growing the weed's fault, dude. Like I said, it's just going to so many different people that by the time it actually reaches the dispensary, like, dude, people are fucking stingy out here. Like, if you send it to the packaging people, they're going to knock all the sugar leaf off and their little fucking auto trimmer, whatever you call that bullshit triminator. They're going to knock all the fucking leaves off, all the trichomes off. They're going to use that and make extract out of it. So now the budget getting is already like half the potency of what it would have been or even just half the cannabinoids or trichomes. So it's that involved. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit, dude. It's not even the grower's fault. It's just by the time the weed that the grower grew reaches the actual market, it's been turned to shit because it's been touched by so many people. And dude, where I live here in San Diego, it's like the best growing area in the world. I'm not shitting you. We're like the only place that can grow fruit and fucking vegetables all year round. We're the avocado capital of the world. We have more avocado trees than anywhere in the world. Like, but weed is illegal to grow outdoor. We can't fucking grow outdoor weed here. That makes no sense. And there's so many you know, beautiful areas all over where people could be growing weed from here all the way past Los Angeles. Like, I'm not even just here in San Diego. I'm talking from here to like almost up to the Bay Area in San Francisco, even past Los Angeles. You can't grow weed outdoors legally, even if you have a med card. If your neighbors can see it, you're fucked. And we all have neighbors here, dude. We're in California. It's, we're packed the fuck in like China. That's insane. You know, one thing I want to, you know, cut back to before I fucking forget is um, your look on quality there. I meant to tell you that when you said it, you're uh, as far as how long it should be on the shelf and then fucking brought back in and then turned into extracts. I fucking love that shit, man. I honestly love that fucking outlook on quality because that's a good idea, isn't it? You don't, it's an excellent idea. Nobody wants to buy swag and it's going to be made anyway. Yeah, that shit's gonna Extracts burn your throat. As like smoking it in a bong or in a pipe, it's gonna fuck you up. Like it's not pleasant to smoke, but if you just extract it with BHO or you press it or whatever, whatever method to get rid of, even if you just put it into edibles, dude, like it'll be way more medicinal than the bullshit. Like they should send back all that old fucking weed. 
Dude, I'm telling you, I bought that weed just today from the dispensary for 20 bucks. That's fucking packaged in 2020 of May. So that means it was probably fucking harvested in like January of 2020, which was basically damn 2019 of last year. That shit's been older than the fucking COVID. But I can't knock them either because it's only 20 bucks. So what can you say about that, you know? After tax. And I mean, honestly, I could buy a whole bunch of this shit. I could buy a whole ounce of it and extract it my damn self if I wanted to. And I'd probably get some good medicinal effects out of it that way. And I'm actually going to give people a bubble hash tip before I forget because I'm fucking stoned and I can't remember anything. But a lot of people talk about the um, freeze dryer, right? A lot of people like to freeze their shit to get the moisture out of it. I don't do that. So a lot, when you press rosin, a lot of times you use a double sheet of parchment paper, right? Like you fold it in half, but you use two sheets, right? You fold two sheets and put them on top of each other. So I'll do that, but then I'll stick the wet hash inside of those two pieces of parchment paper folded in half, and I get a hair dryer. Well, yeah, of course, because my hair, everyone's going to say something about my hair, like me and Chad. But yeah, I get the hair dryer, and I, I just freaking hit the hair dryer on the parchment paper with the hash in it. I hit it, hit it, hit it, flip the parchment paper over, hit it, hit it, hit it. So I actually use like a heat method of drying and I, then I flatten it with a spoon while it's in the parchment paper. I flatten it in the parchment paper with a spoon and then heat it, heat it, heat it till all the moisture comes out. But every single time I do that, the hash comes out like dry, like a piece of mud almost, like a, yeah, like a piece of mud is the best way I could describe it, like completely dry. But when you smoke it, it bubbles like a full, full melt hash every single time. So it's kind of like a heat tech. You know how Frenchie presses it with the hot water and rolls it? So the hair dryer is kind of heating it and activating the cannabinoids. And then me pressing with the spoon down to dry it and pulling all the moisture out. It's kind of like the same deal, almost. Not really, but it's kind of the same method. <laughs> hair bros, Chad Westport says. But uh, yeah, man. So it's, that's my way of drying my hash. And honestly, it comes out super medicinal and it works really good. And I'm a fan of taking like cannabis crunch or not cannabis country, cannabis plants full term, you know. Like a lot of people always chop early, 50, 60 days, even 70. That's kind of early for me. But like I always take my plants full term. I want the trichomes to be completely amber when I harvest them. And then same thing with my hash and my concentrate. Like I want it to be heated, kind of degraded even a little bit. Not completely. I don't want it to completely degrade, but I want to get the full spectrum out of it, you know? And same thing with hash. I heard you say that you don't like press your hash into uh, like rosin or anything. I'm the same way, dude. If I make bubble hash, I just smoke the bubble hash on top of bowls or smoke it in a joint or just smoke it out as it is, you know? Look, this is, this is a jar right here, bubble hash, look. Damn, bro, I'm jealous. Here, I'll put some BHO on my next bong rip for you guys, though. That's the best I can do. It's I don't know, depending on your idea of you know beautiful hash, but you know. That's my idea of beautiful hash right there. It's that perfect color where it's like a little bit degraded almost. It's not even that it's like a lower um micron or anything, you know, it's not like a bad bag that you fucking got of hash. You know, but it's just it's a little a bit degraded. It's, that's not a bad thing either. That's actually a good thing, dude. That's how all the hash always used to come. 
If you look at the old school hash from Spain and stuff, it's brown chunks. It's not fucking blonde shit. If I want blonde shit, that's easy. I just chop my plant at 50 days and run it fresh frozen. There you go. You can have the whitest shit you want, but is that going to be the most medicinal? No. It might be really terpene rich because that's for sure. You'll get a lot of terpenes that way that haven't dissipated from the heat of the light or whatever it may be, but it's not going to be the most medicinal by any means. I like that hashy medicinal taste. You know, to tell you right now, as a hash maker, as somebody that's made a lot of fucking hash, that right there, it's always been that that ambering, that fucking browning of that hash is a fucking a sign of quality for me, to be honest with you. When I'm actually pulling my bags, and it takes, it's a process. We all know once you fucking get the bags out, you get the machine out, and you start fucking washing some hash. Usually, you put it off and you've got some work to do. You know what I mean? And it's oh, it's yeah. hardly ever a wham bam. You know what I mean? It's usually a full day, or and it's usually like almost like everything you got to where like you're just throwing in the towel. You're like, fuck it. I'm just not. I don't even give a shit anymore. What's in yeah. it? I'm just dumping it out, and cleaning up. But when you as you're doing that, and you look back. You know what I mean? What you've already pulled, if it, you look back in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, that patty's already fucking turning brown. That's some high quality resin right there. You I know what I mean? 100%. The quicker that shit turns brown, the fucking more high quality it is. I, the best I shit I ever get, when, when you extract it at first, it almost looks like cement, right? Like wet cement, almost like that gray color. And as it dries, it just starts to brown real quick, like a not even a brown answer. It's like a goldish brown almost, like a tan color. And it's like, dude, that's some of the best freaking bubble hash I've ever had. But yeah, dude, we can get into bubble hash talk too, dude. I could talk about that all day long. But talk that's about what whatever you want to talk about, Hacho. With the strains <laughs> that I get. Why well, not the strains I get? The strains that I create, supposedly, I'm not necessarily create. I just put other people's creations together. I don't even want to say I create them, you know? So I'll get a male from somewhere and a female from somewhere and put them together. But when I do that, when I'm looking for an offspring, I'm not looking for yield at all. People always talk shit on my yield. Every single fucking time they see my buds, like, oh, that's some larky bullshit. But if you look at my weed, the the fucking weed is covered in trichomes and the leaf on the bud is always covered in trichomes. The whole family is going to be covered in trichomes because I extract the whole plant. But also for all the fucking like disabilities I got mentally, like I'm always looking for terpenes that work for me. So I'm always searching for terpenes. So any seeds that I've made, I've made because they're the right terpenes for me. Right. So I just want to have a certain variation of that. Like I have a feminized seed where I took a, the rosé skittles and i feminized well i basically reversed it into a male and i hit it with a zuki's plant so it's a rosé skittles crossed with zuki's and with that there's like two phenotypes you'll either get a grape soda phenotype or like a vanilla kush phenotype but either one you get they're both super medicinal for me they both work perfect for what i need you know like to help me with my medicinal medicinal whatever is wrong with me who knows <laughs> But also, I'm about to smoke this big-ass bowl of fucking BHO and weed, so pray for me. Eat that shit, bro. 
You know, I, when I had Gus on the other day, he talked about how passionate he was about PHO. But throughout that whole episode, I never asked him why. You know what I mean? I never walked him down that road why, you know, he was so passionate. As I look back. So is there a reason why you're dabbing BHO tonight? Or is it, you know, uh, cost factor, availability, or is it choice? Yeah, it's just um, pretty much for availability. I would be smoking rosin if I had the choice, but I completely get what that guy was saying. I forget who was saying that, but I agree, man. I prefer BHO sometimes too because, like, right now I'm stoned as fuck off that hit. BHO is just more potent, plain and simple. If you smoke, like, rosin or bubble hash, it's the perfect medium in between, like, the potency of bud and BHO. It's right in between there. You know, you're not going to get too stoned, but you'll get well medicated. BHO sometimes can be almost too fucking potent. Like right now, I'm already starting to sweat just after taking that hit. But that's the difference in BHO versus the rosin. The rosin and solvents can be more flavorful, but it's definitely never as potent. Like even if you dab it, you're going to see the rosin is going to leave a bigger residue than BHO, right? Like BHO, you can just heat up with a torch and it all disappear. But rosin, you got to like really torch the fuck out of it maybe hit it with some alcohol or something to get the stain off of it. And yeah, someone said, whip it, whip it real good. Weed is 207. Dude, this BHO, this is my tech for this shit. I have it in this glass jar. It's probably four grams of BHO. But dude, I just whipped the fuck out of it to try to get all the BHO out of it. I've heated it with the fucking blow dryer again, blow dryer tech for the win. And then after that, I whip, 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 whip. And then I close the jar off and I sit down on top of my PlayStation. My PlayStation gets pretty hot. I don't know how hot, but it's probably like 120 to 150 degrees. And I just let it sit in that jar, dude, and just let all that shit bubble up and it turns into a sugar. And, dude, that's some real good shit to dab. Like, I'm literally sweating right now. My hair's getting fucked up. It's, like, shrinking because of my sweat. And, dude, I was laughing my ass off, too. I heard you guys saying, oh, come on with the wig when Huncho Grown comes on. I was like, dude, how funny would it be if you came on with a Fabio wig and I came on here with a bald cap? I was literally like looking uh, for a, a bald cap to wear for this shit. And I was going to text him like, dude, you've got to get a wig. we got to trip him out. Oh, Lexi's got one. Lexi's got <laughs> one. I could have done it. I could have pulled that off. I could have pulled that off. Should have grabbed it. It would have been uncomfortable, but for comedy's sake, I think I would have fucking... I think if it, if coordinated, I, I would have fucking probably played along with that shit. Yeah, dude, I would have loved it. That shit would have been hilarious. I'm not that type of guy that's going to get all pissed off over something like that. That's what I was going to tell you, too, dude. That's why I love your show. Another reason. You keep it so real, dude. Like, people can say whatever they want. Like, I've said so much shit that I've been, like, I've been drinking too much and smoking too much. So I said so much shit I probably shouldn't have said. Like, I don't like talking about people's lives, too, when they can't defend themselves, like my mom and her condition and stuff, you know? Like, like shit, I should have her on the fucking Eagle show, but nah, that, nah, that can't happen. But, you know, dude, it's just like, uh, I forgot what the hell I was getting at. I lost my train of thought again after saying that. But. Uh, you were talking about being able to, you know, uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about on the show. There you go. Basically. Yes, yes. So every other podcast, dude, it's like censored. It's like you can't say what you want to say. Everyone, every other thing I've been on, every podcast I watch, 
It's like they interrupt you while you're speaking. You can't get your story out. If you say anything controversial, they stop you right away. Like, dude, your podcast is going to boil up just for the simple fact that you let people say what they want to say. You know, you let the truth be told. The good, bad, the ugly. You don't stop anyone. You just keep it real. Whatever people want to say. It's like I asked you before we came on because there's been podcasts I've been on and they're like, oh, we got to do a pre whatever the hell a pre meeting where we're going to talk about what we can and can't say or whatever the fuck. And you're just like, dude, we're going live. We're going to talk while we're alive, you know? So I was like, dude, you're such a cool dude for that. And just the community too, dude, we can't do this without chat. There's so many great people in chat. I can see a little bit of chat. I can only see about five comments at a time, but like right now I see Chad, lead us, lucky Mike, Mr. Toad, Lexi, all great people, Cheddar Bob, all people that have shouted me out before, man. So it's great. Well, I guess Toad hasn't shouted me out, but I've seen him a lot. It's always good to see Toad. Glad to see him here. Uh, uh, Bill know, Finn, another guy, Johnny Canaseed. Shout out to the hotel. I mean, dude, all the chat. That, that, these are the people that make it possible, and that's why I had to come on here and talk and tell a little bit of my story, too, dude. Like, as soon as I heard Johnny Kennedy say, like, yo, chat, you got a message, Eagle, and get on here and tell your story, you know, I was like, you know what? He's right. I was a little bit drunk, kind of like freaking uh, smoking with Gus. I think smoking with Gus. Gus, I forget his name, but Gus, he was saying, uh, yeah, I was drinking a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to come on. Same thing. I was drinking a little bit, and I heard him say that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to message Eagle. And I sent you a message like, yo, I know I'm not like, I'm a nobody, but if you want to have me on, I'm willing to come on. You're like, yeah, dude, I'd love to have you. How about Tuesday? I was like, dude, what? That's like, yeah, awesome. Like, I'd love to come on here and just be a part. And dude, another thing, I want to apologize to Jack Greenstock and to Dingus if they took anything I said wrong. Like I said, like I have mental disabilities, so I'll say shit and like, it's not that I'm trying to be a bad guy. It's just what comes to my head. I say what comes to my head, you know. It may be like kind of schizophrenic like my mom, maybe some weird shit like that, but it's not me saying it out loud. It's me commenting what's going on in my head. And in the comment section, it's hell. You can't comment more than like 150 characters or whatever, so you can't get your point across, which is another reason why I had to come on here and kind of tell my story. And, dude, like I'm kind of incriminating myself, too, because I'm still on probation. I can't even leave like within 40 miles of my house, but... At this point, I'm just like, dude, if they're going to arrest me for weed or anything weed-related, fuck it, go ahead. I'm not hustling weed anymore. I'm not selling it. Like I said, I'm not in it for the money, dude. I'm in it to heal people and help people. That's my one goal. That's uh, the way it should be, my friend. That's the way it should be. I appreciate you coming on, man. And, you know, as far as, you know, letting you be able to tell your story and your, you know, that shit's the way I see it is it's your story. You know what I mean? I appreciate the genuineness of, you know, you guys coming on and telling your story. So why should I try to, you know, stop it or whatever? As far as opinion of things go, you know what I mean? Again, that shit's your opinion. You know what I mean? As long as it isn't derogatory to somebody in particular, you know what I mean? You're calling somebody out, you know what I mean? And it's well, terrible well, or whatever. That's what it's I your did, opinion. Dude. I called I called those two people out, Bingus and Jack. Like, dude, I called his seeds Hermie and shit, but like, I mean, like you said, you had a light leak, right? Like a bunch of, a couple of your strains Hermie, right? Because of the light leak. 
So it was the environment that caused it and someone else too. And dude, honestly, I've seen that velvet punch growing. I, I don't even know who grew it, but I see on Instagram somewhere and it was like these big frosty purple and white buds. And I was like, dude, that looks like some fire, like the type of berry shit I'd be into. So, I mean, I was probably hitting him on jealousy and Bingus, I was just saying something about his uh, animation. But, dude, like I said, I got ADD, so I can't focus. That day, I think it was Rez. I don't know his full tag or what he goes by, but you know Rez with the beard, the gray hair dude, glasses. The cool, yep, he's yep. a cool-ass yep. dude. And he was making a point that day, and Bingus had his background playing, and it was like some distracting shit, dude. And my ADD couldn't focus on Rez, and I was trying to listen to him, and I was watching Bingus' background like, fuck, I don't want to see Bingus' background. I want to listen to Rez, but my brain is so fucked I couldn't. But that's my own thoughts. So I apologize to Bingus and Jack for that, dude. That's, and who am I to oh. judge? Dude, my weed's probably fucking worse than both those guys. And Bingus, I actually tried getting him on a podcast before way, way, way back. This is where it all started. I was trying to get him on the Future Cannabis Project, like the actual page. And I was supposed to have a show and I wanted to get Bingus. And everything was good. Bingus was down for it, which is surprising because Bingus, now that I know, he's just like a man of your channel and his own channel. That's about it, you know? You don't really see Bingus anywhere else. But, dude, Bingus has so many great stories that I just wanted to, like, kind of pick his brain about more of his stories about when he was younger and stuff, you know? So I tried to schedule him on the Future Cannabis Project to be a co-host. And it, it, I got him scheduled, but due to timing, we weren't able to time it right because I was real busy during the time. He was busy during the time. And it's late at night. I'm usually not up late at night, dude. I'm usually in bed by like 8 p.m. my time because I got to wake up at 4 in the morning for my daughter. So I'm usually not up. But just because of the shit that's been going on lately, I'm able to be up at these times and shit. But that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, dude, Bingus is a great dude. And I wanted some of his seeds, too. That's the thing. I hit him up. So when he blocked me, I was like, damn, Bingus, I just wanted some seeds from you. But it wasn't even because of the seeds. It's because I was talking shit about his animation, and I feel really bad. And I, that's about it, man. For that, at least. Yeah, I, it's all good. It's well, again, yeah, that's, that White all says, happened in chat. Everyone's got a little troll in them. Troll in them. That's the truth. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Every, you know, that stuff all happened in chat, but when it, you know, it's, I'm talking about like as far as when people talk about things on the show, you know, generally, even this, you know what I mean? Yeah. All your opinion, all, all your opinion. So, I, you know what I mean? It's not like it's coming out of my mouth or it's a representation of the show. That's usually why I let it, you know, free flow like that. And it's as far as, you know, like, the, you know, I actually, I cut a lot of people off pre-show. I actually <laughs> am like pretty stubborn on that 1130. 1130 is 1130. There's, and the, those of you cats that show up at 1130, it's like, I smile at you cats that show up right at 1130. I'm like, yes. These dude, I could not miss you. this show, dude. This is honestly, like I said, I watch this every morning. The first thing when I wake up, because I wake up early with my daughter, like I said, right? I wake up four or five in the morning. I got my daughter and she's just playing her video game that early in the morning and shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch some talking shit with Eagle, you know? That's like my morning routine right there, dude. I wake up, smoke some bowls, watch fucking talking shit with Eagle. And dude, there's so many real people and you're one of the real people, dude, everyone. And okay, one other thing I want to get to, everyone keeps saying golf cart. I seen Cheddar Bob say golf cart. That reminded me of something because I wrote something down. 
uh, let me see. Oh yeah, Modern Genetics was talking about go karts, dude. So that guy Ogile I was talking about that ended up passing away, unfortunately. Back when I was a little kid, we found like this junkyard ass bicycle, right? Like probably some stolen bike on the street or some shit. It was like a mountain bike and it had a perfect big frame. And he ended up putting a fucking weed whacker motor on that thing. We turned it into like a a little freaking pocket bike, basically, dude. And he actually made it run and everything. That shit was zooming around. And I had a dirt bike. I, I mean, the crazy thing is, because where I'm from, people are dirt poor. So I had a Chinese dirt bike, right? Like a Chinese 125cc when I was 12. And people were like, dude, Puncho's fucking rich. You know, this kid's got everything. But I'm like, what the fuck? This is a piece of shit Chinese dirt bike. All my friends got Yamahas, Hondas, all that shit, you know? But in the hood, it's like, dude, you got the coolest shit. But Dude, we ended up building that little fucking um, little pocket bike thing damn near. It was like a bicycle with a weed whacker motor, basically. But that thing was badass. He welded the mounts on it and everything. And I also got a crashed fucking street bike that I still haven't done anything with. We were going to build a go-kart out of it. But I got a Yamaha R6, a 2014 Yamaha R6 that I crashed the fuck out of. But everything's kind of good on it, the motor-wise at least. And we were always going to build it into a go-kart, but he passed away before we could ever get to it. Now I think I'm just going to rebuild the bike just to have as an extra bike. It'd be a fucking fun-ass fucking golf cart. It would have been pretty fucking nuts, man. But I think all young kids, you know, all young boys, at least when they're young, they're like, dude, I'm going to build a fucking badass fucking go-kart. Like, dude, the times have changed so much since I was a kid. That's the crazy thing, too. That's how I relate to Gus and Red Pill, dude. Our generation is like the last generation of kids who played outside, dude. And it's sad. And fuck, dude. That's kind of like how me and my the mother of my child are arguing is because my child's not playing outside enough basically she's saying i'm keeping her two coops up in the house which i agree but there's not much i can do because of the hours i have her. I have her from four in the morning till about four in the afternoon but from four in the morning till oh well she has class at nine in the morning online class so from four to nine she can't really do much outside it's freezing cold and then from nine to twelve it's uh she's in class and then after that her mom might pick her up an hour later maybe four hours later i don't know and then Joe Y just said, did he say what his name means? Yes, my name, uh, they call me Huncho because I'm from a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. I'm probably the only white kid within the freaking, I don't even know how many mile radius, but I'm like the only white kid in my neighborhood. And they couldn't pronounce my name Hunter, so they'd always say, yo, what's up, Huncho? Like a funny story, my, my, one of my best friends growing up, he's Mexican and his mom was like straight from Mexico. But he's like whitewashed Mexican, basically, because he was born here. But, well, he wasn't born here, but he's been here since a little kid. But anyways, I would go to his house and his mom be like, oh, what's up, Humster? I'm like, what? She's like, isn't your name Humster? <laughs> like, she couldn't say Hunter. I was like, no, it's Hunter. She's like, Humster? Hector? Arthur? Like, she could never say Hunter. But I'm like, Jesus Christ. But everyone could say Huncho. So that's how I got the name Huncho. And then Bindu, I see you say smoking the Rose Skittles Exukis right now by me. How are you liking that, brother? What's the flavors you're getting on that? And are you smoking that as flour or did you make it into rosin, Bindu?
Yeah, 20 second delay between us. And, and then Humpster Joe Weiss says, Yep, that's for sure. Trust me, I've gotten all that shit. I got Huntard, Humpy, you fucking name it. I've got all kinds of crazy shit. And it's funny too, because the local dispensary I go to, all the little like fucking girls there, they try to remember my name, but they can re- never remember. So I get the same shit all over again. Like, oh, Arthur, Spencer. I'm like, nope, Hunter. Like, oh yeah, I knew it was Hunter. Yep, a lot of Latino heat around here, bro. It's some crazy shit. But that's another thing, too. Like, when I was in jail, bro, it's some crazy shit. But you got to, like, kind of gang up or be in a gang when you go to jail or prison. So around here, they got about four sections you can be in. They got the Blacks, which I don't even know what the name is for them. But they team up with the Norteños, which means the Northsiders. And then you got the Peckerwoods, which is the Whites. And they team up with the Sereños. But really, we're not supposed to like each other. But the fact that I could speak Spanish, all the Sereños like me. But if anything goes down in the, the fucking jail or the prison, the Sereños and the Peckerwoods team up and the Norteños and the Blacks team up. And then it all goes to hell from there. If you've been to jail, you fucking know. But in California, at least that's how it goes, I can say. But I'm not in any gang, and I'm not racist at all either. I love all races. That's another thing, too. I love, like, everything, literally. I'm all about Muslim culture. I'm always reading, like, the Quran and all those scriptures and that type of stuff, man. Like, I'm all about the Rasta culture. I would have dreadlocks, but it would be, like, kind of pathetic to be a white guy with dreadlocks, you know? So this is my version of dreadlocks. Uh So, uh, what was your first grow like, Talent Joe? My first grow. Okay, so remember I told you I lived with that guy and he was had that bubble gum, right? The THC seeds, Adam Dunn bubble gum, which I think is the Indiana bubble gum. I don't know, but that doesn't matter too much. So, I had some of the, okay, this is my first successful grow, I'll say, okay? So, I had some of those seeds and I put those in five-gallon pots in cocoa. And I had those and I went to a local dispensary after I, this is after I got my DUI and I crashed on the Xanax and alcohol and crashed the dispensary. So after I got out of jail, I went back to that dispensary to go buy weed. So I walk in, the security guard's like, yo, what's up, Hunter? I'm like, what's up, man? They let me in and I get to the back and the owner's like, yo, you better get the fuck out of here. I was like, what? He's like, do you know what you did in my shop? You fucking asshole. And this and that. He's like, you're never allowed in here again. You're fucking banned. So they kicked me out, and that got me banned from pretty much every dispensary in San Diego, too, just from that one guy telling every other dispensary about me. Like, they all banned me. But there was a shop right next to him, right? It was this cool fucking black dude that's a legend in San Diego. I wish I knew his name. He's a black dude, and he got arrested for weed, like possession of weed and having all these fucking weeds and just having a bunch of weed and edibles and wax, you name it. He had it. He got arrested, but he's a legend because he got it all back. He went to court, bought it, and got like 80% of his shit back. Of course, the dirty-ass cops and shit took like 20% or whatever the fuck it was. But he got almost all of his money back, all of his weed, all of his wax, everything back. So I went to this guy's dispensary, and he had a train He had train wreck forms. And at this time, so this is, like I said, my first successful grow. Prior to this, I had tried growing, but I didn't know much about growing before I moved in with that dude. So I'd grow plants and veg them real big, but I didn't know how to flower them. 
And after I'd veg him real big, my dad would see him in my closet and he would just fucking chop him down and fuck him up, pull him out of the pot. Even though my dad was kind of a stoner, he didn't want me around that kind of stuff because he thought I was going to sell all the bud, even though I was only using it for myself and medical purposes, right? But he was just chopping the shit out. I'm like, fuck, so I can't get a successful harvest. But once I knew how to grow and I had those bubblegum seeds and I went to that dispensary next to him, he's like, yo, weren't you that guy that crashed in the dispensary next door? I was like, yeah, that's me. He's like, damn, they told me not to let you in here, but you're a cool dude, so I'm going to let you in here. I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude, thank you. So I bought some of his wax. I bought like yeah, like three grams of wax or something and some bud. He's like, yeah, we just got these clones and we got train wreck and he had a couple other strains. I don't remember the other. But I grabbed a couple train wreck uh, clones and my stepdad's like, yeah, we'll have like a grow up. I'll grow my clone. You grow your clone. We'll see who's comes out better, bigger, whatever the fuck. So I did that. I got the five gallon pots under a 600 watt metal halide from veg and 600 watt HPS for flower. I had them in uh, five gallon fabric pots i believe it was yeah it was fabric pots so i had them in there and i was growing in cocoa and i was using the advanced nutrients lineup they have a two-part uh sensi sensi bloom i think it's called part a and b which is like a veg and bloom you just either use more a or more b right so i'm using that but the big thing is i was using like their tarantula their voodoo juice their freaking piranha but those are all actually really good products because they're microbes and fungus. And at the time, I didn't even know what I was introducing. I just, I was like, whatever, I'm going to throw all the advanced nutrients at it. Take my money, whatever his name is, I forget. But uh, <laughs> dude, I actually grew some huge buds though in the cocoa. That's one thing with the cocoa and those salts. I grew gigantic freaking buds. I was surprised. I grew probably like over a half pound of bud with like two plants, the one train wreck and the one bubble gum. And I had over a half pound of freaking weed. And then uh, I was like, dude, I'm hooked after this. My dad, the thing is, I told you we had to, me and my dad stepped out and had the girl off. He grew his outdoors, like in the back of his pickup truck bed. And he had like a puny little bud, which is honestly some dank bud. And I squished in the rosin. He didn't even really get a smoke none. I, my greedy ass. But dude he had this one little puny buddy grew in miracle grow and i had this giant freaking plant that i grew with salts and advanced nutrients but then after that i switched to leds from hps and metal halide i grew under like the blurple leds right and i tried it in soil and prior to that i was growing in a tank a four by four tank and now i'm growing in a room like a I don't know the dimensions of the room, but it's the same room I'm growing in now, but I'm still back in a tank in the room because of the same fucking shit. I'm still scared. But I grew in the room just in the room itself. And I had the uh, LED lights up way too high. The room was way too cold. And I had these little puny, puny buds. Like I, people talk shit on how small my buds are, but these buds were literally, you could, I understand talking shit on these puny buds. They were dank because I was growing them in soil, but dude, that kind of scared me away from the soil and the LEDs for a while. And I went back to cocoa, but yeah, now I'm back in the organic soil. I'm growing back under, right now I'm actually doing a trial run with just metal halide. So usually I would do metal halide to HPS and I would start my seedlings in solo cup and transplant them up to a bigger pot. Now I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to try them in the final pot to avoid the transplant stress. And so they can grow bigger roots without stress. And then I'm just going to leave them under the metal halide from veg and flower just to see what happens. Because I really like the metal halide spectrum. It's a nice white spectrum, almost like the high-powered LEDs that are coming out now. 
I've heard a lot of growers say they uh, really enjoy their grows. I'll highlight this with you. If it was up to me, I'd probably honestly run a mixed spectrum. I'd probably run half metal halide, half HPS, or half HPS, half LED, which I should be doing because I'm in a 4x8 tent right now, and I'm only using 4x4. So that's kind of to control the VPD, so to say, just the humidity and temperature. So I can have like a fan sitting in there and taking up half the space of the tent, basically. But if it was up to me, I would just take that fan out, move it somewhere, bolt it to the wall or some shit in the tent, get another fan to blow stuff around, put a LED light in there. Probably there's a lot of great LED lights coming out. I used to talk a lot of shit on LEDs back in the day. And I've had a lot of accounts in here. I'll just show you this real quick, too. So a lot of people ask me, I don't want to talk shit on anyone. People ask me why I don't post a lot of pictures on social media, right? So back in the day, here's a couple of pictures. I'll just kind of go through real quick. I'll show you. I don't know if you can see it. My old account was Geographic Genetics, I think it says or something. But I'll go through a few pictures. And these pictures aren't for my collection, I should tell you. These pictures were used against me in the court of law. So, for a lot of people that ask why I don't post on social media, man, I've had a lot of bad encounters with law enforcement. Let me get back to my arrests, okay? I don't think I explained it too much. My, so, I got the one arrest for the embezzlement at AutoZone, right, where they didn't actually take me to jail. Then I got arrested, which was totally my fault. That embezzlement was my fault, and this DUI was totally my fault when I crashed into all the cars on the Xanax and shit. Then my third arrest comes around, which was not my fault. This is after my DUI and I'd been to jail and around all these hardcore motherfuckers and I'm trying to get my life together. I had purchased a new car after I had completely totaled my old car. So I purchased a new car, but the problem is I buy it from some fucking Cholo guy, right? So he's a junior. So he, we'll call him Jesus. We'll call him Jesus Jr. So his dad is Jesus Sr. This kid stole the car from his dad and sold it to me with his dad's pink slip, but because they're both Jesus, Jesus Jr., Jesus Sr., whatever the fuck. So one day I'm trying to get my life together. I shouldn't be driving, by the way. My license is still suspended because of the DUI, but I got to get around and I'm trying to get my life together. I just got this car. I'm driving around and one day I'm bumping my music and I look back and I see a cop just leaving a big space in between me and the cop. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So the cop ends up pulling me over. And I'm like, shit. So I turn in and it's like a movie theater area where I turn in. It's like a big outdoor mall kind of thing. They got like a movie theater, a Panda Express. They got Chipotle, Starbucks, all this shit. So I basically pull over at the Starbucks. And the cop, he doesn't even come to my car. I park my car and he's just holding me at gunpoint. Like he's just pointing his gun at me from his car basically behind the door. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything wrong. I know I'm driving. I'm not supposed to be driving. I got a suspended license. But what the hell? I just got a gunpoint at me. And he's like, keep your hands up, leave your hands outside of the vehicle, or we're going to shoot and send the dog in. So I got to keep my hands up like this outside the fucking window. And I don't know if you've ever had your hands held up for a long period of time above your head like this. But if you do that for a long enough period of time, you want to drop your arms because there's no blood in your arms and they go fucking dead basically like numb. So I'm sitting there and I just don't want to get shot. And he's like, yeah, get out of the car, this and that. So I get out of the car and they fucking finally arrest me. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even want to be arrested. They don't tell me. So finally, they arrest me. I'm in jail. 
And they're like, yo, you know, you're uh, in possession of a stolen vehicle. And I'm like, what? In possession of a stolen vehicle? I purchased that vehicle. I have the pink slip and everything. And they're like, no, no, this vehicle is reported stolen. So we have to arrest you. So they arrest me and I'm like, what the fuck? So they're showing me all those documents and shit. And they let me use my phone actually to like call a few people. So I'm calling people. I'm like, yo, they got me in jail. I got like, can you go to my house and grab the title to the vehicle? This and that. I got, I just need it for the court date. Just bring it to the court date for proof that I purchased the vehicle and I have a title for it. Cause dude, it was kind of a sketchy situation. Cause I bought it and the kid didn't have a key for it. And it was missing like a radiator. So I put the radiator in and I bought a new key and ignition from AutoZone and just stuck that bitch in there for like 40 bucks to get it running. I'm like, hell yeah. So it kind of did look sketchy. And like, fuck, dude. But anyway, so I go to jail for that and they realize that I'm innocent after a while. And the cop, he's like, oh, dude, I like your tattoos. Like, oh, what, what's that mean? Oh, you got an MGK tattoo and shit because I got a fucking lace up tattoo on my chest. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Just let me out of here. I'm innocent. He's trying to be my best friend and shit. And he's like, no, we can't do that. But luckily, I made a few calls. And they're like, yeah, we're able to bail you out. But they say your bail's going to be $4,000. But check this out. So my last rest of the DUI, I'm still on probation for this DUI for another year. I still can't leave 40 miles from my house, this and that. I shouldn't be smoking weed. I shouldn't be doing shit. But with this fucking probation bullshit, if I violate my probation, I have to do 20 years in prison for my DUI. That was my plea deal I took to get me out of jail or else I would have probably had to do five years in jail, maybe. Which my pussy ass is like, dude, I can't take five more years of this shit. Just get me out. They're like, all right, five years of probation. If you violate, you got to do 20 years in prison. No questions asked. So when I get arrested for a stolen vehicle that I didn't steal, I'm like, dude, they're going to ruin my life. Like, this is worse than when I got arrested for my DUI and I was actually locked up for a significant amount of time. I only did one, two nights for this fucking stolen car shit because luckily i called someone they bailed me out for the four thousand dollars i had to pay but dude i paid the four thousand dollars and they sent me a court date to like go to court to see if i'm gonna have to go to prison or not i pay them the four thousand dollars and i paid the cop he made me he charged me like a thousand extra fee like randomly he sent me a letter in the mail saying like you got to send me a thousand dollars or else I'm like what the fuck but i didn't want to deal with it so i sent him the thousand dollars the four thousand for that the cops are fucking crooked and but uh, anyway, so I get away with it. So I go to the court date, right? I'm shitting my pants because I'm like, dude, if I fail this court date, I'm going to fucking prison for 20 years, which I'll probably do half time on good behavior, which is 10 years. But who the fuck wants to do 10 years in prison? I'll be away from my daughter, this and that. So I go to the court date and I show up and they're like, yo, you're not scheduled here. You need to go talk to the front. I'm like, what the hell? And I go talk to the front and the, they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. The cops dropped your case. Cause they knew it was bullshit. They knew I didn't steal the fucking car, but they held me in jail and still made me pay all the fucking money to fucking bond out or whatever. And dude, I've been fucked with by police my whole life. A lot of it's my fault. Again, I always was a dick. I talked back. I always had street race cars from Hondas, fucking Nissan, Infinity trucks, drag race cars, drift cars, you fucking name it, motorcycles. I've always been speeding. I've always been a fucking nuisance. So I don't blame them, but dude, jail time and shit. That's, jail for modifying a car what kind of bullshit is that you know and stuff like that it's just ridiculous the shit that fucking goes on here in california and anyone that's been in the fucking justice system knows how fucked up it is dude there's so many great people that are in jail right now like dude i met people that were nurses i met dudes that were like fucking top chefs real estate dudes like huge people but they're like stuck in jail over some bullshit 
and it's nuts, dude. Yeah, the system can be kind of fucked, that's for sure. Especially more so now that a lot of the prisons are privatized. <clears throat> it's gotten a lot of worse on who they're trying to keep behind bars. Well, that's what it is, too, is they make money off of you. That's why your sentence gets reduced. If you go to jail or prison, you get half time. You know why? Because every day that you're in jail, that's worth 100 bucks. So say you owe the government whatever, 3000 bucks. you just do whatever $3,000 worth of fucking days is. Hundred bucks a day. That's what you're worth. They'll feed you and they'll keep you in there. And they're making more money off of you. But you're actually making a hundred bucks in there. You'll never get that hundred bucks, but it comes off your court fees or your time either way. But it's fucked up they got you in the first place. And it doesn't help a lot of people, dude. A lot of people get more fucked up in jail or prison than when they came in. Like I'm one of the lucky people that got reformed from it. Like I actually learned from my fucking mistakes. But, dude, there's so many people in there that have, like, they're not learning from their shit. They're getting worse. They're meeting people in there that are fucking bad people, me included. I met a bunch of dudes in there that were bad fucking people, and I came out of jail and still hung out with them. And guess what? Those dudes are fucking homeless, doing math, doing crazy fucking shit. They're in gangs, my local city gang. It's crazy, dude. I've been here for a long time, too. I've been in the city a long time. I'm not a part of the gang, but I'm, like, a part of the city, so... I've always repped for the city. That's all I can say. So how did you get into breeding? What was how that? Did I just started getting into uh, breeding. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I fucking got cut off there. I started telling a story, and then I got confused. So I had that train wreck in that... Um, Jesus Christ. Uh... I can't even remember what I bred with. I'm so stoned. Bindu, help me out. What was it? It's that's a good squirrel. Someone help me out. Yeah, I'm squirreling out. Sorry, I'm stoned and drunk. But it was the um, okay. Sorry, the 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 train wreck and the bubble gum. That's what it is. I'm fucking losing my mind. He wouldn't even know that. So, okay, the train wreck and the bubble gum. So I had those plants and I grew them both out as females. Those were both females. I grew them out. I got gigantic buds. Like I said, I got the half pound. So next I grew it again, but uh, which one was it? And one of the bubble gums became, was a male. And I was like, shit, and I caught it too late. I didn't really know too much about the male and female at that time. I knew a little bit just from all the shit that I watched with that guy at his house when I lived with him, but I was like, ah, oh, shit. Um, I got a male pretty much. And by the time I noticed, it already pollinated my train wreck. So the bubblegum pollinated a train wreck. And so that became... Wait a second. Shit, I think I'm off. Sorry about that. That ain't right, I don't think. I grew that Okay, so yeah, I grew that train wreck and the bubble gum, right? Those are both feminized, like I said. So then I got a sour diesel plant that was not feminized, but they're both females. And then I got a sour diesel plant that was a female as well. But one of my bubble gums became one, not became, but one of my bubble gums was a male. So I had the male bubble gum 
and then the female sour diesel and the male pollinated the female sour diesel before I really knew like what the hell was going on or how to breed. I was just like freaked out like fuck. Now I got seed in my butt. But the the progeny that came from that was actually super dank and it was like perfect for my ailments, dude. And uh that became my sweet diesel. So that was sour diesel crossed with the Adam Dunn THC bubble gums. I seen uh I forget who it was, someone had a sweet and sour diesel. I don't know what it was, uh, who it was, I should say. An older dude that's on here sometimes on the panel. Uh, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, he's a real cool dude. He has the sweet and sour diesel, which is completely different genetics. But I had the sweet diesel, which is the THC Adam Dunn bubblegum crossed with the sour diesel I had. That was the first time I bred it. And it was, yeah, drunk man says what a sober man thinks, that's for sure. But um. <laughs> So yeah, that was my first cross and it was accidental. But then the after that, I realized, oh, okay, after I grew the progeny from that accidental male-female accident, whatever, I grew the progeny of the seeds of that. And I was like, dude, this is some great bud that I created on accident, you know? And that's when I was like, oh, you could take this strain and this strain and cross them and get like half of them will be like this, half will be like that, and half will be a mix. So I was like, dude, you could do that with like any fucking strains as long as you have the male. And that's what really got me interested in it. But after that, I, uh, I didn't really too much care for breeding. I was just trying to grow more flour during that time for hustling reasons. But I don't want to touch on that too much. But I don't blame you. <laughs> after those, yeah, after those times, I started kind of getting interested in feminized seed because i've seen the demand for it you know a lot of people i've seen the demand for autoflowers and people think autoflowers are always feminized but that's not the case some of them are regular and you might get a male autoflower and people don't realize that unless it says feminized autoflower you know what i'm saying but i've seen the demand for feminized so i took the uh the rose skittles that i got from a place called farm the lab which is where I got the seeds from, but they were growing it. And I got the seeds from them to someone else. But I won't mention that guy's name either. I don't want to get them in trouble because they're still going, doing their thing in the traditional market. But I got the seeds from them with the rosé skittles. And then somehow I got a bag seed of some zookies. I, uh, I bought some zookies, which is the Gorilla Glue crossed with animal cookies. So like you get it, Gorilla Zoo, animal or gorilla zoo whatever the hell gorilla animal zoo so zookies so i got the zookies crossed that with the skittles and it was a feminized though because i had to reverse the skittles to a male through the s1 i had to make it s1 basically and i hit the the skills with itself so i made like skills s1 and then i also made like skittles crossed with zookies s1s that were feminized and I mean, that's pretty much what I'm still going with right now. I got a bunch of new stuff that I've recently created, like jackfruit, a couple other strains, but that's kind of how I got into breeding. But it's all just for me, like the stuff that I like the taste of and that helps me with my medical ailments, to be honest with you. There we go. And... The mute button was a little sticky there, or seemingly. Ah, fucking, uh, I don't like to fuck around with the, 
the audibles actually I, i've tried them one time had a sour experience the second time i tried to grow them and again i'm not gonna you know throw any breeder under the bus because it was a bad experience but i was past them at the detroit cup and i'm like ah, what the fuck you know what i mean they've came a long way i've seen a lot of people have good experience with them so i threw bunch of them in the dirt and then i was fucking talking with somebody and they're like it was like day or so after i dropped them they're like so you're gonna you should be able to sex those real quick and i'm like what because that was the same thing i was like man what wait auto you figure autos i mean why why would you even tell somebody an auto male i think unless you know what i mean that was my opinion anyway you know i, I didn't even think it was and I'm like, oh, shit. And fucking they were like five out of eight. And then the three that were left were like, they just fizzled in the background. And I was at that, that point. I, I didn't even let them finish, to be honest with you. I actually I ended up pulling them. I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking waste of power. And I fucking pulled them and fucking yeah, shut the light off. It was just for funsies anyway. But uh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't a good experience. Yeah, dude, I had the same experience with them because I tried them a long time ago, back when it was just like the ruderalis cross with something, you know, and it had that like nasty ruderalis taste. They weren't that big. The auto sucked. And I still haven't really experienced with them since then because of the same reason. I, I was like, dude, I don't want nothing to do with that stuff. But now I'm seeing people do like big grows with actually good genetics on them that are growing huge plants and big pots. And like, you can get a lot of concentrate from them too. And, uh, but the, the main thing, I forgot. What I was just about to say too. God damn it! Squirreling again. We're talking about autos and yeah, autos and the concentrate off of them. Um, yeah, but they've just improved a lot, man. Like even Chef Anna, his autos are some freaking beautiful things, and I've seen some great stuff cross, like not cross, but other companies coming out with some great autos as well. Like I. I've tried a couple of them, not in weed form, but in the concentrate form, and I like the concentrate. So I'm like, dude, if you could stuff a few autos in your veg tent or just throw them outside, they're great for that, you know? I, but like I like you said, I was scared away from my first experience with them, too, just because they had that nasty ruderalis taste, and I was just like, dude, this is not the deal. These are tiny plants. But this is what I was going to say, too. I'll give some people tips for growing the autos. If you are going to grow autos, Start them in their final pots. I see a lot of people starting them in solo cups or little pots. As soon as the auto hits the like wall of the pot, it's going to flower. So if you're in a big part of the ground, it's going to take a lot longer for it to flower. It's going to have a lot longer of a veg period, so to say, even though it's not veggie. But if you have it in the final pot and it takes longer to hit the walls, then it's going to veg longer and grow bigger and you'll have bigger buds in turn. So always start in the final pot. Don't transplant the autos. And then also the, the light time too. A lot of people, they run them like 18.6 or whatever, 24. But I would say run the autos like 23.1 or 24.0. 24 lights on, 23.1 lights on off. Like the plant will take it. You know, the plant will take almost anything. I always suggest, like I say, the 23.1 because I think the plants do need some time to recover. Because when the lights are on, it's sucking everything up through the cell wall, all the moisture, all the nutrients, and it's pulling it up to the leaves and the buds. When the lights come off, 
it's pulling it back down and all that moisture goes back down into the root zone. So I think that has an impact on like kind of how the plant breathes, like the respiratory system somehow. Same with how when you water to run off, the water running off pulls the air through the roots, which I'm an organic, so I don't usually run water to run off, but I do occasionally just to get that oxygen running through the pot, you know? I, yeah, I, I agree. I soil, I, my opinion is uh, slower. I, I'm, I'm, that's one thing I'm worried about is that's the reason I'm in cocoa is for the, to push the, all that oxygen to the roots. You know, I run the chunky, chunky cocoa because it's so aerated. In my opinion, it's the closest you'll get to a hydroponic, to be honest with you. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, cocoa is a form of hydroponics, and honestly, I smile when I see your setup because it's exactly how I used to do it in cocoa, with the trays underneath to catch the water and all that. You can either shop back in the water out if it's like a wrong pH or whatever it may be, whatever you feed it, or you can just let it sit there and let it soak it back up. But dude, like I said, that's when I had some of the biggest buds. People always, like I say, in the organics, like, dude, you're growing some puny buds. I'm like, yeah, but look at how covered the leaves are in trichomes. Look how covered the bud is in trichomes. Like, when I get my stuff tested, it's over 24% THC almost every time. It doesn't go up past 30. I'm not going to lie to you guys and say, oh, it's 31% THC. But no, I've had stuff test like 24, 22%. It's like frosty, frosty stuff. And it's the oh, terpenes yeah. and the trichomes I like, dude. I definitely, I think I'd grow some oil. And, and cocoa, to be honest with you. Fucking was, uh, I'm trimming down some, uh, what is it, the primal punch right now before the show. Matt, I guess I'll turn uh, it briefly. I like this new blur filter. I kind of got it off behind me because. I'm no, I like that too, <laughs> dude. Because, like you say, the eagle can be kind of intimidating, and you know, the big old punching bag back there can be intimidating too. But like that, because I seen his blur, but I'm like, dude, am I just too high and too drunk, or is it blurry to me? I see eagle, but the background, I'm kind of tripping. No, that's a new feature. I just seen it today. But as far as like the cocoa and the, you know, this is this is more. This is I'm gonna trim this girl down before you know the show. This is a uh, primal punch. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you, Eagle. Who who is the one that cre who created that primal punch? I forget. It's Mad Grower One. Mad Grower One. Greasy, there you go. That's a badass dude as well. And greasy yeah, shit right there. I've heard some good stuff about that. I think who was it? Smiley's growing it too. I think, and um, maybe Tao. I'm not sure about the American one or not, but I think Smiley's growing it right. Or Smash Cake maybe. I don't think he's growing either, to be honest with you. I could be wrong. I'm oh, growing yeah. the smash cake. I'm I doing all the thinking tests. Of you then, man. I always see you talking about it in that grower one. It must be you growing all the smash cake out there. But you got so yeah, much I just stuff posted up. You're, I you're just posted up some the other day. The smash cake. I was going to say, because you're a caregiver, I was going to say your patients are probably stuck with you, dude. You got all the flavors. But that uh, was kind of an interesting uh, debate you had, too. Sorry to cut you off. Like, not a debate necessarily, but you were talking to someone, and they were saying, like, oh, yeah, don't you want to bring back uh, the strains for your um, 
your patients basically like grow what they want you to grow you're like no i'm gonna grow what i want to grow but it's like dude i bet your patients are stoked to have like how many different strains are you growing i know you got at least like eight growing i don't even want to make you go through them all because i've heard people always ask yo what are you growing eagle it's like dude i know pretty much what you're growing by now i've heard you say it so many damn times but you got what eight strains ten strains going oh no i'm pushing more to 18 close right now at one point i jungled 30 around but i definitely should behind me i got again I got, well, let's see here. All right, I, right off the top of my head, I've got Bingus's Blue Mile going. I've got the Mendo Loco. I've got the, the Velvet Punch. Uh, well, there'd be the Velvet <laughs> Punch F2S1s, F2 the ones that were selfed here from the Light Leak. Them are in motion as well. I've got Empire Breeding Co. Six Shooter. We got Empire Breeding Co's. These are his testers. The Citrus uh, Citrus Soother or Citrus, yeah, yeah, Citrus Soother. Could be wrong. I got a little. That's and a then new one. I got the uh, Six Shooter. I don't think I've heard you mention that one before. What's that? That, oh man, I gotta even, you make me get Oh, I'll get the book. Get some shit out of the way. No wonder I can't see chat. Sorry, guys. I actually clicked out. Of Here you it. go. This is actually look as you see my my book of records volume Dude. two. That's awesome. <laughs> so and Fort Jefferson. Okay. So this Currently is a strain you ran before, right? Sorry to interrupt again. No, most of these are new. I pretty much have cleared oh, okay. out the deck. So you keep that book up to date there. So this, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. So I, in the garden right now is Twisted Triangle. I've got Jack's uh, number two, that which is the Velvet Punch. That's what I put it in there. Barbecue Gorilla uh, from Empire Breeding Co. That's a tester. I've got Manja Manja Delight from Can Queen Genetics, which is a tester. I'm running. Uh, Med Grower once Biscotti times uh, Primal Punch, which is one of his testers. I'm running Fort Jefferson from North, North Star Genetics. I'm running the Tiger King, which I was showing last night from White uh, Feather Grows. Hopefully yeah, he's I'm doing excited. all right. You said he had some kind of tooth infection, right? Yeah, he was actually in chat tonight. I was stoked to see him. I wish you I oh, could have had yeah. a chance to like interact a little bit more. Dude, so many great people in chat. Sorry to interrupt you real quick, but let me just thank Chad again, dude. Chad's been off not Chad. Chad has also been awesome. Chad Westport, of course. But chat has been awesome, dude. I accidentally clicked off the chat. I was like, where'd chat go? But I, my freaking PlayStation like cycled and I couldn't see chat. But now I'm back. I can see chat at least four at a time. So that's all I want to say. Go on. Uh, what other what else you got going? Uh, the TK Northern Light times Lime BX by Brandon Ross. I've got the six shooter or Citrus Explosion. That's what it was. And that is Empire Pie by Face on Fire, is what Citrus Explosion is. Oh, dude. And I've got his a, uh, six shooter. I've had oh, that six face on fire before. That's some real gas right there. That's, that's that fine. One of his backbones. 
Yeah, yeah, it's in his lemon lava, lava drops, and it's in a lot of his other strains that I really like too. That's kind of yep. why. Well, that's almost got like the so, old school OG lemon pine Kush terpenes. You know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just got that lemon pine gas. I think you're gonna like that one. What What did you say that's crossed with again? Sorry, the face off and the what? The Empire Pie. Okay, Empire I don't think I've heard of that one, but that sounds good, too. Then I've got what is uh, Six Shooter, which is Skittles times uh, Triangle. Uh, then Gelato 41 times Cushman's times Wi-Fi 43 times Face Off OG is the Six Shooter. And then I've got Bingus's uh, Blue Mile going. Uh, I've got the Orange boss going as well i've got the chili bean going i've got agent orange going i've got sangria going uh fuck got what the fuck else i got more behind me oh i've got the xmas uh that access, that but that's gonna be good too to see what that turns out like because that's kind of like a mystery isn't it you kind of just got that. It was just labeled Xmas. I remember watching that episode too when you first got them beans from him. I forget who that was that sent it, but I remember you getting the Xmas and like two other strains maybe from him in that vial. I do. I'm telling you, I've been an OG Eagle Watcher dude. Every morning I watch your show. I, it's kind of weird because I like know you really well just because I've seen your show so much. And even though you don't even talk about yourself that much, I'm like, dude, I know it's an Eagle's Garden. I know he's got going on. I'm in tune with what even everyone in chat, dude. Like, it's funny too. They're making fun of me because I said Chad instead of chat, and they're like, "Yeah, oops, I'm accidentally on live chat instead of top." Or another, like, I'm on lo- uh, top chat instead of live chat. I don't know even know why they have the option. I really don't. I at one point I think it might even have been Chad that pointed out because we were bitching about it. I think it was in the embracing organics chat why they have it, and I think it was him that pointed out, or it could have been genetic memory farms. They're like they just want to see if you're like engaged, not just watching. So you by clicking, you know, over to live, they figure you're more there's an actual human or something. I don't know, it's stupid. Shout out 420, 420. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. He's a badass dude. But yeah, dude. I mean, what's crazy because on my PlayStation, when I watch it on YouTube, on my PlayStation, well, because on my PlayStation, I use the YouTube app to watch you most times, so like watch it on the TV. And I'm looking at chat, it only shows them five at a time, but it shows the actual uh, live chat. But when I go on my phone to comment, because I have to comment on my phone, not the PlayStation. It shows top chat unless I switch it to freaking live chat every single time. I'm like, what the hell? How come I'm seeing comments on here on my TV, but I'm not seeing them here? And then I'm like, oh, yep, stupid fucking top chat again. Gets me all the time. Gets me all the time. Yeah, YouTube's ridiculous, but we don't want to get this demonetized, even though it probably are. Well, not demonetized, but banned from YouTube, whatever you want to call it kicked off youtube was, we won't get into that <laughs> we love youtube thank you youtube i was gonna say i'm not it's not gonna be monetized anyway so we're good there yeah i didn't mean to say monetized i just meant we don't want to get kicked off or get this episode deleted or something true that true that right, let's get back to smoking i've been drinking now i need to smoke something for you guys this is a smoking podcast you still smoking over there eagle 
Yeah, I'm on uh, fatty number two. What you got in there? What flower is that? Is that the Tao's flower, the Godiva? Yep, yep. Last of uh, the last what I had right here in the tray. Dude, I need that. I know Tao will send me some beans too. Me and Tao, Tao was on the podcast with me on the Future Cannabis Project too. That was pretty freaking awesome getting to talk with Tao because he's like another legend to me, dude. I was there for the face reveal of Tao or whatever on Halloween or whatever that was. That was freaking awesome, dude. Because I'd seen him so many times in chat. So many of these people I've seen for like four or five years in chat, longer even. Like, because I said I had to watch all those freaking YouTube videos while I was living with that freaking guy. A lot of these people are the same people I've seen in those chats and in those comments in those videos. And it's crazy, dude. It really is crazy just to see the community that you built, especially, dude. Because there's some good people. Like, everyone that I see, literally every name on my screen I knew, comfortably known, Cheddar Bob, Bindu. 42420, Chad, Joe Y. I know every single one of those guys. Bindu's one of my seed uh, testers, everyone. But I've been rambling on and on and on. If, do you want to go to the rabbit hole? I'll just join you at the rabbit hole to give other people a chance to talk. And Because I feel like I've been going a long time. I just realized how long we've been going. Ah, well, that's completely up to you. As I, you know, I told you in the pre-show there, one of the few things that we do go over pre-show it's completely up into your hands is you know if you want to jump you know switch over and go you know head into the wormhole it's completely up to you are you going straight to the wormhole or is there going to be a break in between i'm definitely gonna piss i'm definitely stretching and pissing yeah (laughs) you're gonna give me about five minutes at least give me five minutes and we'll we'll pop back on all right, yeah, we'll we'll end this, and I'll just jump back into the wormhole. I guess it's the same same link, right? Yep, yep. You all you gotta again, you and Gus, man, you and Gus grows. I'll just wanting to pull the plug all right quick, but yeah, that is that is the deal, Hancho. That is the deal. Is uh, yep, you've done your time, you did your spotlight. So yes, this this is the uh, that is the Zoom number that you keep. For the wormhole right there saying you are uh, a welcome guest anytime you want to pop on right there anytime there's a wormhole you want to pop in more than welcome to you know so that is part of the ending of the show there this official episode of the show there and of course you can't get away without the sound bite you ain't getting you're not jumping right into the wormhole without uh, of course your sound bite so you obviously know what that's about, so I'm ready whenever you are, my friend. Yo, what up, guys? This is Huncho Grown. You're watching Fucking Talking Shit Equal, episode 360. Uh, we're over here smoking some good ganja. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Huncho Grown out. Thank you, my friend. It has been a good episode. I've had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having you in the wormhole here in a few minutes. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to being in the wormhole. Me and everyone else. I'm going to talk with everyone else. Pick their brains. Whoever shows up, maybe Bingus, maybe Jack will show up. I'll get to apologize to them virtually, face-to-face at least. Because I still feel bad about that, even though I know I even seen Jack be like, it's okay, dude. Bingus has already said it's all good. He unblocked me. And, dude, that's why I love your channel, too. You, you publicly addressed it. You're like, Bingus. 
you blocked Huncho Grown. He's a part of the community. I'm blocking. And I could see in yeah. Dingus's eyes, he's like, dude, I really don't want to do it. He's kind of a dick, but, but he still did it. He got you know, he don't. He don't even actually. I talked to him off air about it. You know what I mean? And he was like, "I didn't block him," and we actually had to kind of talk him through the unblocking process. So, however yeah. it happened, he, you know. But he was. Yeah, I don't want to bring that up or anything. Like, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Just shout out to Bingus, dude. He's a great dude. I love what Bingus is doing and all the seeds he's breeding. That blue miles badass. I just wanted some Bingus beans for crying out loud. But it's all good. I got that's the cool thing about this community, dude. I have so many people that hit me up like, hey, come to my house, check out my garden, grab some clones, grab some beans, grab some weed, grab some wax. It's honestly unbelievable how many people try to give me free stuff, dude. And that's the greatest thing about the community. And that's what I love because I'm not in it for the money. And yeah. But yeah. We'll get on to the wormholeo. I'll see you there. I'll let everyone go. All right, man. I'm going to stretch my legs and come back here in a few. So, worst case, we'll be back at the 20. So, right I'll see you guys in a few. You guys, the 65 that are watching, hopefully you guys will come over to the wormhole. Those of you that don't, well, case of Rod is what it is. But you guys should know the deal. Please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. Hopefully we'll see.